0: and welcome to night of the 500 pound monkey ramjack Simeon shadow
1: hello everyone i am alex joining us today for ramjack this very special episode of ramjack is our good friend brad
0: hello citizens hello
1: is this episode 499.5 no this is this is a proper episode 500 huh.
0: 500 which i learned right before the episode is apparently uk slang for 500 pounds that's pretty cool. I need a monk. I, that thing cost me a monkey.
1: Look, mate. Can you spot me a monkey? Hmm. <laughs> it's gonna run a monkey. I don't like it.
0: I don't like it, guys. It's
1: good. That's about a monkey and a half. You sure first you want to spend that much money?
0: First of all, that's so dumb. I don't really believe it. Um, please, some somebody, let us know. Chris, Claire, uh, is that real? Has anyone ever actually said that? Like, because that sounds whack, like wildly, wildly stupid.
1: I would love if instead of. Because there's abbreviations for like millions and billions, which are just letters. If the emoji for a smiling monkey can be used legally in Britain to represent mm-hmm. money amounts.
0: Yeah. In the little space on a check where you write how much, it's, you, just, you just use a little stamp of a
1: monkey. Stamp. Are there other things? Like, what What about $100, $200? <sighs> it's very strange. Let's just strange. use the whole catalog of animals and or emojis. Let's do it. Why not? I, I, I did see a, a video
0: on Instagram today of a monkey uh, eating an edible arrangement. Aww. And then another of the same monkey um, opening um, a, a, a watch and putting it on. Like, oh, got, like, got a package in the mail with, like, a watch in it. Opened up the package, like, looked at the instructions and then put a watch on its arm
1: wow <laughs> it was wild it was really great i don't even know how to really process what you just told me that is uh, it's, amazing it's good information like it's it's news you can use um <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna send that your way fitting that on episode 500 of this podcast that brad would bring some animal news that right, i was listen, not aware of
0: Elizabeth right, listen we gotta hit all the classics um so of course we, we gotta get you some some hot fresh
1: animal news animal news animal facts whatever they are I would, in the meantime, like to congratulate you, Brad, on doing 500 episodes of a podcast with me and whoever else has co-hosted during these years. We wow. appreciate you. I appreciate you, friend.
0: I appreciate you.
1: Here's and, to another and, and everyone 500. Everyone
0: else. Everyone else that's been a part of 500
1: episodes. We're... We're going to, we're just going to, the beginning of this will really be casual, but the special treat we have for episode 500 is Brad and I watched a movie mm-hmm. hearkening back to the roots of Ramjack where we watched a movie for the first like 10, 12 episodes and then realized that's going to take a lot of work. It was, it was a lot more than I think 10 or 12. Maybe it was 20 or 30. I, yeah, it was a long time. It was a long time. I, I'm estimating because that was forever ago. Was yeah. Just,
0: yeah. I mean, may, guys, maybe for this entire, the rest of this entire month, we'll be watching movies
1: oh maybe I mean I we, would be game yeah. to do yeah, it uh,
0: we, we, we clearly have a plan in place um but you'll find out when you listen to the next episodes
1: I don't know if 2021 can be the year of movies for ramjack because oh, I, that's, no. a lot of, that's a I lot said, I
0: said the rest of the month the that's month like, I yeah. might be able to do Yeah, the, the rest of January <laughs> it's currently the 19th like we're good <laughs> we're good <laughs>
1: We did have a few So we ended up watching Nick Fury Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm -hmm. Which harkens back to 1998 Yeah And it is a treat It is a comic book treat Ladies and gentlemen Hmm But we had another We were entertaining other movies Like Masters of the Universe Mm-hmm the others I'd have to look at our, our are Beastmaster,
0: I know Beastmaster was on the list Beastmaster
1: was one, because I saw it was Streaming with, because I looked at Masters of the Universe And said, okay, this is streaming in a place I can watch it Oh, someone ties Beastmaster to this, and I only Know of this by name, and have no Idea what it's about, other than it's it's definitely a He-Man-like it a adventure. Yeah,
0: yeah, I definitely saw it as a kid, but I don't I don't remember much of Beastmaster. I know that like, I think any Beastmaster 2 is the one that is wildly similar to the He-Man movie, and that Beastmaster like goes to Earth and like has stupid adventures. Huh. Alright, that might be Beastmaster 3. I, it's one of them that it's like because we did a lot of those. Hey, let's take this character and then just like do the cheap canon thing and make it happen on Earth so we don't have to build sets
1: yeah yeah it'll be great kids will love it mm-hmm. there were but and i'm sure a lot of listeners of ramjack know this amazon prime is just rife with unheard of 80s and 90s movies that i guess were just like a flash in the pan at the box office I, you had
0: some things on that list that were like i well-known movies that i was like really oh, right, well, yeah yeah i did I, not know this oh uh, yeah there was some there, yeah there was a couple on there that was like this no this is not on here no what are we doing? i didn't know so vibes a well-known movie Oh no, but I've I, I've watched that recently with uh really? and Dan. Actually, I didn't I didn't see that actually on the list.
1: Yeah. I, I sent you Vibes, which is the uh, well. Tell me what you think about it. It stars Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper as. Uh,
0: oh, I was thinking about vibrations,
1: vibes, vibes. I am aware of as well, but psychics yeah. are tasked with finding the lost city and a lost city in South America. And for the description- and from the description, I thought it was going to be, oh, these people who are psychics, obviously not a thing, get roped into doing this and they're in over their heads with people in South America that will like hurt them if they're not, look, we're going to find this, you're a psychic, right? And they're like, yeah. And it could be like hijinks and fun. I hear it's hijinks and fun and weird, but it treats the psychics as if they are a real thing. But again, it's obviously just fantasy. It's, it seemed odd enough. And apparently Cindy Lauper and Jeff Goldblum did not get along on set, which is one of another reason I was like, this could be fun maybe i don't know but we yeah, passed we'll figure on it. vibes we'll figure out. We'll figure we passed it out. on vibes and that's fine yeah we watched nick fury agent of shield and it was a good time and we'll talk more about that later yeah
0: um spoiler alert it is better and worse than i would have guessed but it's not <laughs> boring it's not boring which was my
1: which was my fear oh, yeah. which is why i sc- scope it out before uh before we 100 locked in on it to me it hit a a, a, a i would say a nice level of like uh, uh, Baywatch Nights almost <laughs> but with a little bit better production value and a little bit better scripting I guess I don't know, it, it, we'll talk more about it I don't know yeah
0: we'll talk about that because I don't I don't know about that
1: I don't know about that those Baywatch Nights episodes barely held together from oh, like
0: I mean I'm not saying they don't, I'm just saying I don't know about saying you can, I don't, one of the things I don't think you can say about Nick Fury Asian of S.H.I.E.L.D. is that it has better script than anything, because, uh... Alright, fair <laughs> enough, hey! There's 500 episodes... There's some lines in this oh. movie. There's some lines in this movie.
1: I don't know if you noticed, but I, I started a Google Doc in our shared Ramjack oh, folder. Wonderful. Of just random quotes, and there were so many I couldn't, because I did it while, because... Yeah. I've listened to it or watched it many times at this point and I was watching it again today as I was working and anytime something caught my ear I'd reach over and like type type type, type furiously.
0: There's a, there, luckily there's a large section of, uh, of uh, memorable quotes on IMDB. Oh
1: perfect. Well, there uh, you but go. I
0: also, I also wrote down a few that I thought were just oh, well, there you... quality because and I again I am opposed to taking notes for podcasts. This is the first time I've done it and I don't know how long. Because there was like one in particular that was like, I gotta, I gotta write this out. But now that I'm looking at IMDb, it looks like I feel like all the lines are here. The
1: entire script is on IMDb. Pretty much. Get buckle in. It's it's gonna be fun. We're we're gonna be revisiting other things we've done on the show before. Uh, We're gonna be bringing out the Cosmo Quiz Girl book, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna be learning more about ourselves. Even though you would think after 500 episodes, Brad and I would know a lot about each other. But do we know? Do we know enough? I don't know. The Cosmo quiz book will tell us mm-hmm. do we have hum gay ghosts lined up yes mm-hmm. before we get into that there are other things we want to talk about sure brad i open the floor to you what would you oh what would you like to talk about
0: wow wow so many things i've watched i watched a movie cool um it's a i'm mean, gonna it's, it's a hard recommend fun ride I'm locked down uh this this movie just came out on i think hbo max uh newly available uh it's set in quarantine times
1: Oh, uh, it is like COVID quarantine times, or like a fictional quarantine. time? No,
0: COVID quarantine
1: times. Okay, COVID.
0: It's it's, it's like it's set during the first lockdown in London. Um, wow. So last March, and Interesting. Uh, yeah, and it's like I, I recommend everybody watch the everybody pause right now and go watch the trailer, and like don't stop halfway through the trailer. Watch the whole trailer, and then come back to the podcast. I will give you three, two, one. And welcome back! Uh, So, Tammy sent uh, me and Claire this trailer like a couple of weeks ago when the trailer first came out. And I was like, what the fuck is this trailer? Because it starts off, like the trailer starts and it's like, it just seems like it's sort of like this, you know, emotional drama of like this couple that's like um, having issues. And it's like, all right, well, so this is just like a quarantine times drama. Whatever. All right, Tim, you're sending me a boring trailer. Thanks a lot. (laughs) I don't know what this is about. But then it takes a turn and it's a heist. There's a heist going on. and Awesome. Oh, this movie is a fucking delight. I watched this movie twice this
1: weekend. And that really is a testament to how much of a delight it is. Yeah,
0: because me and Tammy and Dan watched it um, Saturday and uh, Claire was not able to join us. Um, But it takes place in London and we had a lot of London based questions for her. So uh, we actually ended up watching it again on Monday um, because, you know, we were off for Martin Luther King Day. So uh, we watched watched it again and it, it was a delight. It's a fun movie. I, I highly recommend it to everybody. A dude and his brother are like the worst. They're so unbearable. Like, <laughs> Lil Annie Hathaway is, is an absolute treasure, though. I love her. She's so great. Like, she absolutely should get some kind of a nomination. I don't know what kind of awards we're doing in this day and age. Uh, I don't know when that cutoff is, but uh, like, she's great. She's so good.
1: You said Annie Hathaway. Yeah, that's that's that is how she wants it to be pronounced, and that's how it always should have been pronounced. Um, Uh, it shouldn't because it's that's terrible. Like, I mean, yeah, Annie is awful.
0: (laughs) It's awful, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anne Hathaway. But like, you locked in. Like, on your SAG card says Anne Hathaway. Like, I I know you were a child at the time when you locked yourself into that name, but that's the business. You're Anne Hathaway. Deal with it. Yeah. Maybe maybe there was another Annie Hathaway. Um, if so, too bad. That's. You're stuck. Deal with it. It's a better name. To Annie, Annie Hathaway doesn't work. No, that's, not good.
1: that's they told her. Look, that's not going to work, kid. <laughs> Let's just go with Anne. That that that's more of a, a star caliber name. You save Annie for yourself. Save something for yourself, Anne or Annie, for your private life. We don't need to know that. Yeah, so good. I I have this mark because I looked into it after you said it. Now that you said you watched it twice, I will I will expedite my watching of this. It's it's a fun time. I look forward to it. It's a fun time. A COVID heist, heist.
0: Like we start, we start with an emotional relationship drama, but then we take a turn and we go to heist town. We go to diamond heist town. I ooh, mean, come on, it's great. It's great.
1: If you have nothing else to say about that movie, I have a movie I watched recently oh. and I have mixed feelings about, mm. and that would be the latest Christopher Nolan flick, Tenet. Oh, I can imagine you have
0: mixed feelings because you said Christopher Nolan. And, um, spoiler alert, someday people are going to realize he's not very good.
1: That day may be today, friend. Good. So, I... I don't think you can spoil the movie, Tenant. Feel free, because
0: I have zero interest in
1: Tenant. Let me explain it. I I listened to not only one, but I've listened to one podcast that just straight up spoiled everything, Mm -hmm. went point by point through the entire thing. And while they did it, they said. It's weird, because the movie itself is convoluted and confusing, and even even knowing this, people who've watched it multiple times still do not fully, I guess, I'll say in quotes, get what's going on, which is weird, because armed with what little spoiler stuff I had, which is what that... way There's only so much you can convey in a movie. I... It was no trouble following it. It's disjointed, and it's purposefully convoluted I guess Mm. to make it more than appear more than it is and unlike Inception which is still entertaining and I would say Inception is I would say it's more interesting uh, comparing the two movies Because one, (laughs) dreams are very abstract as a concept. Everyone experiences dreams and they seem like, ooh, like it's a conscious experience you have that's like, okay, that's interesting. Now, whether they're shapes just forming in the ether or you're skiing down a mountain slope or you have lucid dreams and they're more like animated or like whatever they are, dreams are a common thing we can all experience. And they are bizarre by nature. And you add that kind of concept into a movie, you can have fun with it. And it's it's we'll say more accessible. Inception eh, Well, wait a minute. Interstellar was the next one he did, that I guess people oh. were like, Okay, this is okay. And that's space. In Interstellar too? God. He did Interstellar, yeah. Oh man. And Interstellar still has like, it it starts to do some time travel stuff, but it veers toward harder science fiction. Tenet just embraces what we would consider hard science fiction in that the actual, like there is no larger point or message for the most part. It is, I have this neat idea and I'm just going to go all in on it. And that's for better or for worse with a lot of hard science fiction. (laughs) Most of the time it's about the spectacle of the idea and that's where Tenet completely fails. Um, if, I just
0: I just want to say for the record, I have never seen Memento or The Prestige.
1: I have um, not heard seen The Prestige. Memento is pretty good. It's, um,
0: I think The Dark Knight is bearable, but it's not is it's not as great as people seem to think it is. Everything else can fuck right off. <laughs> I'm looking well, at the I'm
1: looking at the full uh, uh, Christopher Nolan uh, filmography on IMDb right now. Something else that's weird. It's just strange. Like it's an odd experience to watch it. Because you have to like secret agent movies, which... Cool. I mean, anyone sure. can be game for that. If you like James Bond, neat. Do you like James Bond enough to suffer through incredibly hard science fiction? Now, that's like a that's a that's a term for science fiction where it's like completely. It's very dense. I'm gonna throw a whole bunch of stuff at you that doesn't really make sense unless you think about it. A whole bunch of uh, uh, made up words that are kind of sound real and concepts that are barely like oh, that sound like they're on the like periphery of the bleeding edge of science. And we're gonna you're gonna have fun with that. It's a movie that kind of is a loop in itself, and you don't realize that until the end. And even realizing it from the beginning, it still just doesn't hit right. Like, there's no... It brings up questions about time travel that are, at this point, known. Most, I mean, Bill and Ted deals with these kinds of things. Like, Doctor Who dealt with this types of stuff. And it doesn't add anything. And it even comes down on a thing, like, on a point or a side that is just not fun. The only thing I will give wait, wait, Tenet... Wait, wait, wait. Did you say Christopher Nolan and not fun in the same sense? Like, there's hmm. no point to it. And I, I... So, spoiling things, which again, for a movie like Tenet... And again, I do not care about spoilers. But also, knowing this if you choose to watch it, which... Maybe it's up your alley. It is... It is interesting... And it stuck with me for a whole week before podcasting. And its I've thought about it because it's made me mad that <laughs> it makes me think about it in this respect. Because I'm like, this is a wasted opportunity. This could have been so much better. But it's just... <sighs> saying all that, the whole point of this is that at some point in the future, future people get pissed off that the planet is beyond saving. We cannot save it. They get so pissed off that they want to fuck over the people who destroyed the planet. They're like, "You know what? We're gonna end this whole thing, and you know who we're gonna we' f- who we're gonna kill to send a message to the people who did this to us, which, okay, weird. We have time travel, and what we're gonna do is go back and try to just obliterate the people who destroyed the planet, not fix it, not save it. That's what we're gonna do because we're that pissed off. I don't understand that conceit. If you have time travel, why yeah. not try to fix things? You have fucking time travel,
0: yeah. Why not, just never... do, why, not, why not do a mass relocation of all humans? Like, like with like before humanity even existed. Like, you can you can just be the first humans and like have like a clean slate on the planet. Like, can, do you have portals? Can you bri- drive trucks through? Can you just bring
1: all of your like stuff and then just hey, fresh planet. Well, I mean, yeah, there's like a billion things you can think about. Now, with the conceit or the mechanics of this, there is a way to... How you travel back in time is you basically invert yourself in the time stream. So how that works is at the whatever point you want to go back in time, you are now projected backwards. You can still exist in the world in real time, but you are now traveling backward through time. So if you wanted to, let, let's say, mass, you would have to, they have like these like little turn-style things that you go into, and then suddenly you're either going forward in time or backward in time. And you go into one of these things, and you're just backward in time. So if you wanted to do what you just said, send people back further, I guess you just put them up in a satellite, or like get, put them in a spaceship, go off into the moon or whatever, just hang out. There's ways you could do this.
0: Uh, you just but, broke up completely, so I have absolutely no idea what you just described, so...
1: I mean, it's... I don't even know if it's worth talking about because it's just time travel insanity. But essentially, you cannot send someone back and then they travel forwards. You are sending someone who goes backwards through time in a direction. So it would be hard to send a large amount of people back. You just send small batches. But still, you think you'd be able to do something beyond, let's just create a weapon to destroy the past.
0: I'll try...
1: Dumb. And it's it's weird. They have like this McGuffin of oh, so there's this the, the person in the future that they task the scientist to make a time bomb that basically stops that basically stops time and destroys everything is in the future. And they realized what they're making was bad. So they kill themselves. And they do it in a way to where they can't like be time traveled and someone gets stuff from them. And they also make the, the algorithm that does it into a physical thing. They destroy all evidence of it and it's just a physical. So now we have like objects that one has to find that's like different. So they try to like explain over that stuff and you're like, I, I don't know. It seems like any of these time travel people could get this information, but whatever. And I will say this about it. The spectacle and how they filmed people traveling in two different directions through time is cool. And it is fun to see those scenes. They do elaborate, like there's a there's a heist which turns into a um, uh, almost like a life saving experience in the future when you realize that people can travel in both directions. There's three different versions of the same person traveling in both directions like multiple directions at once, and it's neat. From a, if, if you're into time travel. It's neat just to see those things and be like, oh, okay, yeah, this." it's neat to see this thing come to life in a phys- physical way that I've not seen before-ish. But all these ideas are ideas that you would have known if you're that much into time travel stuff. It's not new. Just seeing it on film is new. But that's not enough to hold it together. And ultimately... The movie just loops in on itself. The people at the beginning are the people in the future trying to save things. And it falls on the time travel spectrum of what happens has already happened. You cannot change the past. So even though these people in the future tried to change the past, them changing it set up a mountain of events, that the fact that the planet continues and there's a future means they didn't succeed. Mm. Which I guess, but at the same time, it makes everything seem pointless in a way that doesn't really drive a movie forward. To be as entertaining as it could be. And it kind of fails on that. Sounds like a Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. So if you like secret agent movies. And you like time travel mm-hmm. and you like and you have a an, and you'd like to see some of these things come to life i would recommend it from that perspective beyond that though eh. <laughs> i think anyone could skip this movie and be fine yeah, yeah especially if you were not into those very specific things secret agents and time travel if, if either enough. one of those know, just turns off en- to you know, like eh. i don't know if that's enough though i that's i don't know if that's enough to get over christopher nolan a lot of it doesn't make sense like you don't care about any of the people like they don't this also sounds they like a Christopher Nolan movie. They don't, and there's a lot of things that just. I mean, it makes sense from a larger perspective when you think about it, like from the structure of the movie. But it's like I don't. Who cares? Yeah. Well, but and like, there's a lot I, of weird motivation like, choices. I feel like all
0: Christopher Nolan movies are like like dull, brooding, pedantic, like just slogs through unlikable, like like gloomy landscapes. In which things seem really deep because there's a soundtrack and a camera, uh, but absolutely nothing happens, and I don't give a fuck about anything, and then it ends.
1: Yeah. That is that is this movie. Yeah, that's and Inception, all of his
0: fucking movies.
1: Don't get into it. Inception is like that, too. But mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel Inception is more successful at what it's trying to do. Where Interstellar, eh, meh, and this movie, definitely not. This one's definitely not. No one's confusing this for um, something grander than it is. No. It is hard science fiction, super spy story. That being said, a lot of the performances are really good. Like Robert Pat- Pattinson, who's going to be the new Batman. He is great. Like surprise. Like I just haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. Knocking it out. Like he is all in on this. A lot of the cari- A lot of the actors are all in. Um, Sir Michael Caine is in it for a brief moment. Really could have used more of him, just because I like him as an actor. And it's it seems odd he's only in one scene. Like you could have used him more. The main guy, who's uh, the time travel dude, also really good. The movie's just not great. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not it does not equal more than the sum of its parts it barely holds together. I don't think you should ever watch this film, Brad. Just I'll go ahead and say that. Don't I, even question it.
0: I mean, I I feel like I I feel like it's like a maybe like have some drinks and like watch it like one night. while just doing it. I I don't know. Like I'm, I'm certainly not high on any sort of list of something that I'm going to care about,
1: but I probably won't watch it. So it's weird. It Does not seem appealing at all. I, I again the the basic conceit of people from the future being so pissed off they want to destroy the past is weird. There's right. other things you can do with time travel. Come on, yeah. Come on, you guys like, have fucking time travel. Like, do something else with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also have a more interesting metaphor.
1: Yeah, there you go. I I yeah. I, I mean, obviously this is a metaphor. Well, like, it tries it's, to be, but it's, it's like, like a, eh.
0: It's like motherfucker writes something down on a whiteboard and is like that's a movie. No, that's like. That's like an idea. That's not like a movie. You can't just like have one idea and say it's a movie. Like That's I'm a lot sorry, of hard Christopher Nolan. Is. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Christopher Nolan. You can't write down one sentence on a whiteboard
1: and then say you've made a movie. So I I will say that from a from a literature perspective, like from story perspective, I do enjoy hard science fiction from time to time. But it has to be in short story form. When you start doing novels or even like sometimes movies, it does not hit the same way. Like it has to be a one sitting. I'm going to read this and like, okay, you you've exposed me to an idea that's neat to think about. It's entertaining to think about. It's not going to change anything, uh, but it's fun. It has to be that. And Inception does not, it, it, it makes it the slog, as Brad said it's weird i said inception i i meant tenet but it's it's basically the same type of movie like what's what's the difference really if he mixed all three dreams and like space travel and time travel then it's like all right dog what are you doing yeah and then batman shows up and like whatever i don't it's weird "Ah, no thank you no thank you that's all that's all i have to say about that i just proceed with caution Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about in entertainment before we get on to uh, Cosmo Girl quizzes and Humgay Ghost. Brad, a game from our past. Oh. Battlef- Star Wars Battlefront 2 is free in the Epic Game Store until the 21st. It is the remake of the game we played in college that was super, super fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. Nice. We downloaded it and I've always told Joey about this game because when he's playing Fortnite now or any game on the computer and we talk about multiplayer games, I've told him, hey, back in the day, my friend Brad and I used to play Battlefront, which is basically just Star Wars come to life. It's just one little Star Wars army versus another Star Wars army. And it's super fun. And he's always been intrigued by it, but we haven't been able to, like, I know we can find versions of it. Yeah, I got it on Steam.
0: But it's, you know, it's like it's a it's a billion year old game now. So it's
1: like and while Joey will entertain like pixel graphics, polygons that look bad pass. What is this game, Alex? Just seeing screenshots, he's just turned off. This looks awesome. It is a computer generated like it looks CG. The entire thing is just gorgeous. And Joey loves it. Nice. He dropped into arcade mode. He really likes the, like the Galactic Republic, like the, um, I guess the uh, prequel era. So I haven't actually gone in there because he, the day we got it, he literally just played like, I want to say three straight hours of this game. We were like, it's your day off. You'd like it. Go for it, man. And he's constantly just like talking to the game. He says, Alex, all the characters have names. All right, guy, come with me. And he's like trying to protect people. <laughs> and he's like getting into it like,
2: no. He killed
1: him, like just like shooting, finding is He's really good with the jetpack trooper because now we have jetpacks. Like basically, there's Boba Fett like stormtroopers, and he is just melding with it. Like he is, like jumping up and like shooting from overhead, just getting into it. I will note that he plays on rookie, and he does not want to play on any higher difficulty level. But constantly trash talks that he's like really, really good at it, which is what kids do. Hey, Alex, I bet I could beat you and Brad in your prime. <laughs> Kid, you're playing, you're playing on Rookie. Me and Brad just play on Expert just for fun. But you know what? Times have changed. It's a harder game now. There's a lot more stuff to go on, but it is high recommend if you just want to drop. And it's perfect for your type of uh, pro gamer life, Brad, where you just drop in for maybe 10 minutes, 15 at the most, and uh, you just get to play like tons of nice. stuff. Have some fun doing it.
0: Nice. Pull up, pull up my, wi- my wild tactics.
1: <laughs> you can still do them joey joey well, is a similar wild tactics i remember correctly you were more of a just charge in your face yeah you like I, the short range shotgun kind of like a yeah, laser my, gun whatever yeah, that my, is
0: my my whole my whole game was to like um like to charge forward and then be erratic so i was hard hard to hard to catch and just take, just go for as many people as i could <laughs> and then try to find alex and take him out
1: Joey, Joey has a similar tactic, and it serves it serves him as well as it did you. He's he's in he's into it. It
0: was a good time. It was a good time.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. So at some point, we're definitely gonna have to get on that and 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 do that now with this new game, just to see what that's like. Yeah, definitely. But that's that's a high recommend from me. Nice,
0: nice. Alex, I just want to do a quick little game, just to test, just a test for you. I want to see how you do on this. Um, this is a quick game. It's called. Is this a comic book? Oh, okay. So I'm gonna hold something up and uh, let's take a look, and you can tell me if it's a comic book or not. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm... we'll do we'll do we'll do a quick practice round. Okay. Um, it's now this is gonna be real easy. The rest of these, uh, spoiler alert, the rest of these are gonna be books. But
1: oh, holding up. So I'll just so, des- I'll describe it since I'm the one yeah. that's supposed to say whether it's a comic book or not. Mm-hmm. So what Brad is uh, lifted up is a twenty ounce. Coke Zero bottle. Correct. Correct. Is that a comic book or not? Is there a sequential story being told uh, across pages right. with artwork? I'm going to say no. It's Correct. a Coke Zero.
0: Correct. This is a Coke Zero. It's not a comic book. Alright, All right. so here okay. we go. First up, uh, Fascism. What it is and how to fight it by Leon Trotsky.
1: Now, Brad is, is going through the pages and the pages would indicate that it is not a comic book. However, the cover of it and the the size, general size of it, is the size of a comic book. It is maybe the size of maybe it looks like almost like a like a six issue arc book. trade. But
0: uh, but I am I am flipping through pages of of text, all text.
1: It is hard to get a, a scale of size here sure. uh, through this. So I'm gonna say not a comic book.
0: Not a comic book. Good. Okay. That's all right. One you got one point. Here's another one. This is Jughead's Time Police. All right. Mm. All right. Got a lot of. Little, little pages here with pictures I mean, on them. yeah,
1: and every one of those pages seems to tell a sequential story in some way. Okay,
0: all right, um, so comic book or not a comic book?
1: I'm going to say that, well, okay, it is not a single comic book, but however, it is a bunch of comic books together, so Ooh, I would say yes. it qualifies as comic book. It Also Correct. has a neat cover. Correct. It's it colorful. Comi- it is a
0: comic book. Good job. Okay. All right, great. Okay. We're going to do another one. Uh, this is uh, Mark Fisher, Capitalist Realism. Is there no alternative from zero books?
1: Um, I, do
0: I have this book? Um, I, yeah, I think I may have given you a copy of this book.
1: You gave me a copy of this. I was going to say, this is a book, friend, and I called it a book as such. I was like, well, wait a minute. I have that book. <laughs> it's a great book. Very good book. It's a great book. Definitely not a comic book, though.
0: Correct. Correct. Another point. All right. Great. Uh, Here, this is uh, uh Blossoms 666. Oh, right. you
1: have Blossoms 666? I do have Blossoms 666. No, that's definitely a comic book, friend.
0: This is a comic book. This is a comic book. All right. This is April Blood, Florence and the Plot Against the Medici uh, by Laro Martinez. Floro?
1: Should that be a comic book? Yes, because that would be a pretty awesome premise for a comic book. Is that a comic book? That is a traditional book, friend. There's that no there's no fooling this. That is a book. That's correct. That's
0: correct. 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 That is a book. Um, all right. Got this here. This is Dawn of X, Volume 9. All right.
1: Oh, well, it's definitely a comic book. It's X-Men related. It's a newer X-Men title.
0: Oh, you know, we got Teen Heartthrob uh, Cable on the front there.
1: Oh, no um, Cable. Is that sexy. the one that came back in time and, and killed Cable? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice.
0: So, yes, that is a comic book. All right. All right. We got two more here, Alex. Two more here. This is Capital Illustrated. Marx's Capital Illustrated uh, by David Smith. This might be a little tricky. I don't know. What are you gonna say about this? Hmm. This is a little hard. Hmm.
1: It's got illustrations on it. But it is not telling a complete story. It is just a whole bunch of infographics, which I would say do, does not count as a comic book. Yeah. So I would say that this is a book.
0: I, I would say this is more of a book, too. Although a, a case could be made. It was tricky. It was tricky. But True. I True. Think, I don't think it was quite, quite a comic book. It's a book with illustrations. It's good, though. It's good. Yeah. Um, and the last one, uh, David Howarth's uh, 1066, The Year of Conquest. It's a quite beat up copy. Um, A lot of text here.
1: Um, I have this book, too.
0: Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, this is a Fleming class this is a
1: Fleming. This is a Fleming classic. A I say I have it, too, because I don't think I got rid of this, and I would Hopefully not have not. gotten rid of it because it is precious to me. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have it upstairs, I'm going to be asking some questions. But, yes, this is a straight-up book, and it is a good one. A very good book.
0: All right, Alex, you got all of them correct. Yes. Which leads me to a question. Okay. Alex, I've received some texts from you recently. All um, right. And the thing is, everyone everyone's allowed to have opinions. Yeah. Everyone can have an opinion. That's It's fine to have an opinion. Friends don't have to agree on opinions. Yeah. Everyone's allowed their own opinion. That's fine. You shouldn't castigate someone for their opinion. But sometimes people say things that are just wildly incorrect. And I've read this text to many people, and they all seem equally
1: confused. Alright. Well, let me see <clears> if I can <throat> clarify for a friend.
0: Alright. Um, now, uh, we were... Um, this is on the subject of the new Disney Plus show, WandaVision. Yeah. Um, and, uh... Alex uh writes one division question mark pretty good. Though I've only seen one episode. A very kooky comic book feel. It works.
1: That was your review.
0: Yeah. Does it does it have a comic book feel at it, all? It does like... have a comic book feel. Does it have a comic book feel? Um, does it or does it have like a, like a 50s or 60s sitcom feel? Well, because I don't like I think it's it is I mean it's a great show I think it is wildly uncomic book like which is the appeal but please please clarify. Interesting is bizarre and I
1: feel it's just an incorrect opinion. Well, let's let's talk about Wandavision then also as well. So uh, yeah 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 of course there there's a lot of stuff going on in Wandavision. There mm-hmm. is you say 50s and 60s. But if you've watched the trailers, it goes through the decades and what sitcoms are for each of those.
0: As of of so far, only two episodes are out. Yes. Have you seen seen both or just just the one? I've
1: seen them both. And it's supposed to be like a classic Bewitch feels, what they're going for, which works wonderfully. Like, I I love what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, Um, I agree.
0: I agree. That's a very fun show. I'm very much enjoying it. So I would not say comic book feel at all, though. And everyone I've read that, too, has looked at me with question marks in their eyes. Well,
1: to me. (laughs) Justify yourself. So, to me, comic book feel can do a lot of things, and I was trying to, I was trying to convey something that I did not necessarily, because I think I texted you that after I watched the first episode.
0: Right. This was, this was based on episode one, not episode two. Yes. So, just
1: so everyone knows, this is this is this is where we're at. So, I would say some more, we'll say out there comic books. So, for the, okay. I don't know, have you ever read any of the Vision comics outside of, like, the, the read, ensemble pieces? Like, the one, the yeah, one about yeah, his family? That,
0: yeah, I read that, the, the, yeah, the Vision series that came out a few years ago. Cool. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. Um, I would say that there are comic books that are traditional comic books... Um, which is where this confusion, I'm guessing, is happening, where we have the Avengers, we have the X-Men, we have classic soap opera stories that are just told, random things happen, blah, blah, blah. But there are some comic books that I would say, we'll call them indie for lack of better words, um, that kind of go off the beaten path a little bit. And they're very high concept, and they're very... um, They take risks, I would say, and they try to kind of mess with the formula of things. When it comes to comic book properties from Marvel... Everything else up to this point has been very by the books that classic ensemble. These are the Avengers, these are the X Men to this point. WandaVision deviates you mean, you mean from very, that. Very,
0: you mean they're very comic booky? Well, They're very much like the, the comic books.
1: They are like those comic books, yes. And again, I'm trying to distinguish, and I said, I was not, for lack of words, when I was explaining this to you. What I meant to convey is this has a more non-traditional comic book feel that would be a harder comic for people to get into other than those things that are easily accessible. Something that is more indie. Something that people will not necessarily, would not, I would say, in a traditional sense, get or vibe with. From that perspective, like I could see this being a comic book. Like I see, I can see it working very well as one of those types of comic books. The movies are great translations of that. But i this is the first thing that I've seen that was like, oh, I could see this Beautifully illustrated as a comic book and working, like it could hit on all of these cylinders. Like, it, that's what I meant. And the words "comic book" like or whatever I said, those two words. That's what I was I mean, trying to convey. Again, did a I, bad job, I guess. And I can I, understand I the confusion. Feel
0: like, yeah, the the, the, the feeling, because what you're describing is it seeming. Like, it, yes, it, it reads very much like a comic book that isn't that isn't like other comic books. That's like an independent comic that isn't like comic books. That's like other types of things, which is why those things are interesting and different, because they're not like standard comic books. Yeah. So I think that using the descriptor, like comic book, it's very comic book-like. So it's strange.
1: So when I what I meant to describe is, it is, and again, poor word choice. When I'm trying to describe something, like if it's, okay, for example, Tennet. <laughs> Right. If I was to say, it's very spy time travel movie. I'm supposed to I'm trying to indicate through that, again, poor word choice, that it is wor it, it it's more than just that typical thing. Like, take that, and it's more than that. So that's what I was trying to convey that this is a comic book thing, comic booky in the fact that this is not traditional comic book, this is more comic booky. Higher concept comic booky. Which I like. Like I really like WandaVision sure. so far. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's just intriguing to me. And I think that they really nail a lot of the things that they're trying to do in the yeah, like, the really Bewitch good. style stuff. And I can't wait to see what they do with the next ones. Because I it's feel that they will also just... Like beautifully hit on that kind of like, oh, this is so much like this, and who knows what the grander plan is, but beautiful, like wonderful.
0: Um, so I, I received a text from Alex last night, um, while he was watching, and I know we'll talk about Nick Fury in a bit. Oh yeah. But he 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 quotes um uh, a, a bad line in it and then he's and then you um then you write, This movie is a comic book. And I was like, Well now Alex, do can you just describe everything as a comic book? Well yeah <laughs> like <laughs> look you can't just describe everything as a comic book
1: what is our podcast but a very long po- comic book
0: I, listen i'm like i need to know what the word comic book means before we leave this podcast because uh, right now it means literally everything that either is a comic book or is not a comic book that's I, two texts in 48 hours using the word comic book to mean <laughs> wildly different
1: things well then yeah i i, I stand by th- I stand by the Wandavision thing, and I apologize for not clarifying. The Nick Fury thing though, I have no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> I mean, it is a comic book-like movie, and I would I mean, say I that like, it's- I,
0: I feel you were more close on the Nick Fury, and I would have let I would have been like, yeah, definitely, this movie is a comic book. If
1: it hadn't been for the Wandavision thing, which is distinctly non-comic book-like. There there's so many like one-liners are just like the text, the the script in Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. Oh could easily be lifted from a comic book like it felt so genuinely comic Uh, book especially for the 90s
0: I was sad to see that there wasn't like a comic book adaptation like there was for that Riverdale movie we watched (laughs) Um,
1: like it could I mean it is I mean yeah Nick Fury very comic book like traditional uh, 90s comic book like all right. Well, episode five hundred, we figured out what comic book means. The, the comic book is a very nebulous, gray thing to define.
0: <laughs> Amazing.
1: Now that we ha- now we have a t- definition, or at least an understanding of all mm-hmm. that goes into the concept of a comic book, or a podcast, or a movie, or a TV show, mm-hmm. Brad, would you like to go with me into the Cosmo Girl Ultimate Quiz Book?
0: Absolutely.
1: It's been just, a while. Just to ground everyone, this book was published in 2009, so forever wow. ago. And this was given to me by from Brad. Was this a birthday present? Uh, I think it was birthday or solstice, surely. It was a gift, cherished. I still have it. <laughs> I mean, after well over a decade at this point. Um, in early podcasts, some of the before 500, we've gone into this. Today, we're going to go into a few more. It's Brad, right now, we are gonna find out which White House job you are destined for. Oh boy. You can play at home. There I'm gonna I'm gonna read five questions. You have an A B C answer. Just remember if you're doing mostly A's, B's, or C's. And we'll figure this out together. Brad. Find out if you'll you'll be hanging out in the Oval Office or somewhere else on the hill. Mm-hmm. As, as a job, not as someone who's like um, you know, infiltrating and like storming the Capitol. Question one, friend. Which one of these skills would make you a good detective? Is it a you're always all, you you always create a plan of action? B you aren't afraid to confront and overcome obstacles, or C you ask the right questions? What kind of detective are you?
0: I'm gonna say a
1: always create a plan of action. Yeah, I feel I'm that I'm a planner. Yeah, you're a planner. I like a plan. I like a plan. Two in kindergarten, you were known as the one who a wanted to be Simon and Simon says. B showed the other kids how to share. C hogged show and tell time. Hmm. Who were you in kindergarten, Brad?
0: Eh, none of the above. I, I guess I'll say
1: B. Showed the other kids how to share.
0: I was fine with sharing. Yeah.
1: You were an example of sharing. Three. The prom queen vote is between you and your best friend. Oh boy. What do you do? Mm. A. Ru- uh, well, we, we run a slam campaign against each other, and then I technically lose,
0: but then I have, I have a coup and uh, declare yeah. my, somehow I'm the winner.
1: A true story. Like, that is literally what happened. <laughs> and I think that maybe aligns closely with A. Running a tough but fair campaign. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps also B. Negotiate a deal to share the crown. Well, that's kind of what we did, huh? C. Talk up your friend, but secretly hope to win. <laughs> (laughs)
0: Oh, yeah, that C sucks. I I like B. Let's let's do a power share agreement.
1: Yeah, C does suck. Are you listening and chose C? What's up? (laughs) Four, when you, when it comes to parties, you're the one who, A, insists on hosting them, B, Mm -hmm. Make sure they don't get out of control, C, spreads the word via Facebook, A, insists on hosting.
0: Yeah, like I, yeah, I I don't don't like, uh, yeah, no. Mm. Well, those others suck. I'm going to, like, spread the word? Gross. I'm another host. Then I I have have control over everything else. Like, that's fine.
1: All right. Now we're down to the last question in this quiz, Brad. Yeah. A girl at school is spreading rumors about your friends. What do you Mm -hmm. do? A, stand up for your friends. B, confront the girl right away and get her to stop. Mm -hmm. Or C, clear things up on a blog. (laughs) things up on oh, your podcast.
0: Fuck off. Hey You're, guys, episode
1: 500 here. Just wanted to hey, clear some things knows. up.
0: Uh, Marcy's been saying some really mean things about Ashley, and I I just think it's really inappropriate. So I want to I want to air all my grievances here on the blog. Fuck that. No, B, take take it take it straight to him. Take it to him. Wait, was that, was that, that's what it was, right? To confront
1: oh, yeah. To take, it, take it straight okay. to him is a better way of saying yeah. that. Confronting people in this job.
0: What up, Marcy? Why are you being such a bitch, Marcy? Why are you talking about Stacy?
1: Um. So, Brad, sorry, but you were not a president.
0: Well, oh, darn. I mean, Brad, last, last few haven't been that great.
1: Brad, you are not the press secretary. Oh. If you had been mostly C's, that was press secretary. Mostly A's, you're a president. But you're mostly B's, Brad. And that makes you the secretary of state. Hmm. Being in the spotlight isn't as important to you as making sure everything goes smoothly behind the scenes. You're charming and responsible. You use your people skills to sense when something's off, and then you go right in there and do damage control. As a result, people feel safe with you and look to you for advice. Hmm. Hello, secretary of state.
0: Thank you. I'm going to be uh, working very hard to uh, undermine uh, Biden's terrible policies from the inside.
1: Good luck. <laughs> we're, ch- we're cheering you on. Thank you.
0: Um, Alex, and uh, before, we, before we move forward very quickly, um, as we do one Cosmo quiz, I will ask you one quick question. And that is... Sticky or honey bun? Sticky oh. bun or honey bun? I was under the impression those were the same thing. I feel like though I feel like the difference between those is I uh, maybe even regional
1: I don't. <laughs> the difference between uh, it, like what a comic book is, tons of gray area. Feel, what a sticky yeah. bun versus honey bun is, those are distinctive things. No. I, mean, I will say
0: when I when I think of a honey bun, I think of those like pre-packaged like honey buns with like the icing.
1: Yeah, it's like a name brand um, thing.
0: Yeah. And the sticky bun. Uh, Sticky bun, I'm seeing more like, I'm seeing a lot more like the the ones with like the pecans on top and like less of like the white glaze. Um, But honestly, like these photos don't look that different. Like I say, uh, a honey bun looks more like a cinnamon roll. I think sticky bun, I would, it seems to be dealing more with nuts. (laughs) So (laughs) It's really hard. This is hard.
1: I have here on America's Test Kitchen both sticky buns and honey buns call for pecans so let's get that out of the way both have oh. equal opportunity for nuts okay. however right. it is literally in the name a honey bun recipe calls for honey in the um i guess a, a drizzling oh. glaze where the other one uses a, a caramel glaze
0: Ah. Oh, so are you a caramel, caramel. Or
1: are you a honey oh. glaze uh. i'm gonna say honey bun i, I like honey bun as well I'm glad we cleared that up because I had no yeah. idea what was up.
0: Yeah, no, I was. I was as soon as I read it, I was like, "Wait a minute, hold on." They both do look quite delicious. I mean, right. yeah,
1: I'm in a pinch. I mean, One of both, why not? Half and half. Oh, there you go.
0: Though I've never seen a sticky bun in uh, in a vending machine. <laughs> Where a honey bun often lives
1: Yeah I think it's more of like a brand thing Someone seems sticky like I'm not gonna yeah. buy that It's gonna get stuck it's gonna gum up That's the true. works of that machine That's true Honey bun though that'll slide right through There you go That we've learned something more about ourselves Brad is a press secretary We like honey buns And the concept of what a comic book is Is anyone's guess It's
0: It, it can be anything It's What is a comic book who knows
1: ah. That'll be the next Christopher Nolan movie Oh boy. We did time travel, we did dreams, we did space travel. Now, comic books. Will you?
0: What is a comic book? Let's ponder it for three hours. <laughs> Alex, it's time for another um, feature from the past. It's time for, um, gay ghost. Uh, this is the game in which you are given three names. And you have to choose whom you will humiliate, whom you will enter into a homosexual romantic relationship with, and who you will haunt
1: as a spooky ghost. Nice. Classic game
0: great game it's a wonderful game um courtesy of our dear 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 departed friend Jonathan for <laughs> a sec we miss you jonathan we love you please come home to us we we do miss we, you and we, we do miss love our you. sweet boy we do we miss we miss you come home are you okay did you take a jacket it's cold out um i have i have three people here alex that you were gonna have to decide from um, I want. I guys, we're uh, recording this on the 19th. Um, this is currently the last day of Donald Trump's um, administration. Theoretically, who knows? It's a weird world. I mean, <laughs> anything can happen. Uh, life's a comic book. So uh, here are your three people: Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., oh. Donald John Trump, and hold on, I want to see if I can find a middle name for this person. And Michael James Lindell, aka Mike Lindell, the My Pillow Guy.
1: Oh, God.
0: Trying to figure who was going to make that third person, and I was like, oh, My Pillow Guy, of course.
1: Home gay ghost. Yeah.
0: You will have to humiliate one, you will have to enter into a homosexual relationship with the other, and you will have to haunt one as a spooky ghost.
1: They're going to haunt me, right? I'm not haunting them. That's true. As that's a true. ghost.
0: That's true. They will be haunting you as
1: a spooky <gasps> ghost. None of these are good options for any of this.
0: No, they're not great. They're not great options. Why would you do this? <laughs> Why would you set this up for me like listen, this? Listen, listen, friends. <laughs> this is a catch-22. Uh, that's, that's how this game has to work.
1: Who do I humiliate? Who do I go gay for? And who do I have haunt me for the rest of my life? I feel like just because I don't know enough about him that I got to I gotta get rid of the my pillow guy from a I, I think I would just humiliate him.
0: How would you humiliate him? What are you gonna do?
1: I think that every one of his pillows would malfunction in some way instantane like all at the same time and become super flat. And nice. then he his livelihood is ruined. Oh, he's that nice. flat pillow guy.
0: I, like before like we found out how insane he was. Yeah, he's like, crazy. Oh absolutely insane. But like the I mean and of course like the commercial is hilarious in just like, I love that he says, I tried all these pillows, but none of them worked. And it's like, what do you mean it didn't work? You, I, I tried so many different pillows and none of them worked. What? It didn't work? The pillow didn't work? What does that mean?
1: I had tried every pillow out there and none of them worked. That's why I invented my pillow. <sighs> I, that's, I mean, that's, that's a cut and dry thing. I don't understand how pillows don't work. Didn't it work for your, like, neck support? I, Friend. You... I,
0: listen, I, I feel like that's, I, I think I think that's the Coke talking. I think there's still some in his system. There's gotta be. And, uh, all right, so you're making his pillows, you're making his pillows not work. Oh, wow. humiliating. Did
1: he, did he try the purple pillow? Because let me tell you, that is a unique, interesting pillow. Not for everybody, oh. but definitely a fun time.
0: Don't tell, don't tell Mike Landell how humiliating.
1: Well, he's humiliated, and he'll never work in this town again. <laughs> ah. Get out of here. Get. Now, this is the. I damned if you. This is. Just, I don't know how to approach this. I either have to go gay for Biden or Trump, and I or and one of them will haunt me forever. And I, I don't know who. I don't know Oof. who. Who could I love?
0: <laughs> who, who are you going to have coffee with? And then go, then go to go to a movie, yeah. Then have dinner, and then go home with, and have a sexy, sexy evening. I mean, you don't have to stay with them forever, True. but you are going to be in a relationship with them that has to last, I would say, for at least two weeks.
1: And that is the loophole of that situation. It is just a relationship. No. It's not eternal. No.
0: But it is sexual.
1: But it is. It is, it is definitely sexual.
0: sexual. Wildly sexual. <laughs>
1: See, from a am thinking about this from a ghost perspective now. Because who do I want to have haunt me more? Joe Biden. Come on, Mac. <laughs> constantly. Constantly Oof. confused. Constantly whispering to the ears of people that I'm near. God. Or Donald Trump constantly, like, just prattling on. Who do you think has better stories?
0: Uh, well, it depends. I think Trump has better stories, but... I don't think he, but he doesn't understand what's good. He doesn't understand what is a, what is not a good story. So you'd have to really work to get the good stories. Whereas Biden would just be rambling. But I think Trump would be like telling you like useless details that like were just like not interesting.
1: Trump craves attention. And if I'm not there to give it to him, either a ghost or a lover, it's gonna be weird. And I don't know if I could stomach that for the long haul. I wouldn't want to wish that nightmare on anyone. The weirdest thing about Biden though is he's gonna be whispering in people's ears. Like I'm a I'm a father and mm-hmm. I have two children. I don't want to look over and see a ghost like whispering into their ears, getting right. uncomfortably close. Like that's awkward. But then again, you got Trump running around, that's not good either. It's true. Like this is this is this is the most challenging hum gay ghost this I have ever one. had. This is a tough one. To fathom through. I'm not angry, but I am frustrated with the concept with, with what lays it's, before me.
0: It's harsh. It's a harsh one.
1: I th- oh man. I think and go with me here on the logic. Yeah. I've been thinking about this from my children's perspective. I do not want Joe Biden cornering them and like whispering in their ears physically. Sure. <laughs> so with that, I think I'm gonna have to I think I'm gonna have to go gay for Trump. Wow and i know he's on the way down and i know he's on his way out and he may be in prison maybe it'll be a long a long distance love affair through uh letters and i don't know how melania fits into any of this but we'll figure it out all right we're gonna spend some time in those trump hotels you just travel the world figure out what's going on have a lot of fast food Maybe do a, a circuit of, like, Fox Fox... I don't know how it's going to go on. I don't know how much I'm going to be involved. But for a short period of time, me and Trump will be romantically involved. And I'm going to have to gonna, live with that. You're going to have to live with Ghost Biden. Which means I'm going to have to live with Ghost Biden. Now, here's what I'm hoping... I'm hoping that there's some exorcism that can happen when it gets boring. I'm hoping that he only haunts me into where he cannot affect those around me, or I have some control over how he manifests in that respect. He's not just like a a ghost running around nonstop. He's at least tied to me in some way, in which case he's going to be there commenting the entire time I'm with Trump, which is fine. But once the Trump is, once the romance is over with him, which could be a week, could be a month, who knows, Bryden will be there as an old man just offering his commentary, Maybe it'll turn into like a like a like a a fun grandpa situation. I don't know.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's that's where I that's where I'm landing right now, and that's a difficult choice. Brad, where do you land on this?
0: This is uh, this is tough. Like, I, yeah, this is a tough one. Um, I I think. See. Uh. Part of me thinks... I, I think having Joe Biden as a ghost would be scary. I think it's the, oh, think that's it, the scariest yeah. option. Because, like, he's already, like, confident senile. And I think it would just be... Because uh, it, it would just be a confused ghost. And I think that seems scarier to me. Because, like, he wouldn't he wouldn't realize it. I feel like a Trump ghost would be kooky. Because it's like, you're a ghost. Well, you can't do anything. You're just fucking Trump ghost. And, like, I don't know. I, I feel like Trump ghost might be easiest to, to deal with. But...
1: I don't know. <laughs> you can't know until it haunts uh, you, friend.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like and then I'm like, uh, who who am I gonna go gay for? Like, do I go gay for uh Joe Biden or Mike Lindell? I feel like Mike Lindell, just because he's so Christian-y, it might be like at least at least uh there's that I can like I can take that away from him. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm leaning that okay. way and humiliating Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden will, as of theoretically tomorrow, be the most powerful person in the world. So he deserves the humiliation. So I think, I think I'm humiliating Joe Biden. Um, you know, by like releasing his medical records <laughs> or something. It wouldn't, it wouldn't take much. Like, just like releasing like an uncensored video of him. I, it's easiest thing in the world to humiliate Joe Biden. Um, whatever. Uh, and then uh, yeah. Entering into a romantic, uh, short-lived relationship with Mike Lindell. Really, I mean, hey, and then uh, and then dealing with a Trump ghost, which I feel like I don't know, like because he's an asshole, but like he's he is occasionally like funny, and I feel like a Trump ghost could be a kind of a. A kooky, like, sitcom character. Because he can't really hurt anybody as a ghost. He's just going to be doing dumb Trump shit. Th-
1: the more we th- we talk it out, I think you are correct that Trump would be the better ghost. But I've already made my choice. I can't yeah, go you, back. You know,
0: you've, got, you've got a confused um, Joe Biden ghost roaming in your halls.
1: I- I'd like to think that this question has made you ponder more than once this week. Like, it's, in the yeah. same way that Tenet stuck in my head of like, well, fuck that movie. You were just constantly like, who should I go gay for? Who should well, haunt me
0: it's similar Alex I've got another hum gay ghost here
1: all right let's do it
0: um based on the film uh we watched today Dr. David Hasselhoff nice Samuel L. Jackson oh and then for the third one I was going through I was like okay is there like a voice actor that voice Nick Fury at some point is there somebody else and I was like oh, God, I can't find anybody so Mike Lindell is the <laughs> third choice <laughs> Mike Lindell <laughs> David Hasselhoff, Samuel Jackson, are again, Michael Dell, the My
1: Pillow guy. Look, I'm gonna humiliate the My Pillow guy again. Uh, There's no doubt about it. You give me Hasselhoff and Samuel Jackson for my other two options for like a long-term commitment. I'm not gonna humiliate the Pillow guy. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on. He's humiliated again. Nice. I, I think how I because I'm gonna choose a new way to humiliate him. I think when they people are gonna discover that when they open up the pillows. It's not a pillow. It's something else. <laughs> and they're going to be completely it's a comic book. like It's a comic book. Wait, what? This isn't a pillow. This <laughs> is just a stack of comics. <laughs> he's going to be found out. He's been buying all the surplus comic books that no one needs anymore because everyone's going digital and he's been putting them in pillow mattresses and just had a really good marketing spin. So fuck him. Goodbye. Sometimes they're just blindly putting these comic books into pillowcases. pillowcase. They don't even know what's up. Some people are going to be opening them up, and, like, he's selling them for, like, what, 20-something I don't know how much he's selling these pillows for, but sometimes the contents are worth way more than you pay for. So then it's like a—and they're like, fuck, I, it just blows up in his face. Humiliated. I like it. I like it. I think I'm going to have Samuel Jackson haunt me, because I think that would be interesting. I We already had Alexa— invite samuel jackson's voice onto our alexa platform we tested it and joey almost bought it just by talking to me um but we we waited we're like well let's wait it's cool and it's strange how they do that because it is like a partnership you'll ask alexa questions but then she'll answer but sometimes she'll just throw samuel in every once in a while oh weird! it's interesting it's like you have multiple personality alexas and it's cool so i've i've had a taste of that and I think that's similar to how a ghost would work. And it seemed fun. So yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, I think, would be great. I cannot wait for him to say, I'm tired of motherfucking snakes and motherfucking plane as yeah. a ghost while we're going as we're taking off. And everyone else yeah. will be a little bit annoyed and maybe scared, but I'd go, yeah, and in excitement with, with Samuel L. Jackson saying things like that around me. And of course I'm gonna go gay for da- Dr. David Hasselhoff. He's a yeah. doctor. <laughs> or <Sports. laughs> he has, he is I mean, he's the man. I mean, come on. You've seen Baywatch. You've seen Baywatch Nights. You've seen Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. You've seen, was it Piranha 3D? He was in that, right? Yeah, yeah. There's tons of things Dr. David Hasselhoff has been in that, in Germany, does it need explaining he is an accomplished singer.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I I agree. I I think I'm going
1: gay for David Hasselhoff.
0: Absolutely, I like. Yeah, you have to. I mean, like, first of all, Samuel L. Jackson was such a fun ghost, like best oh, yeah. ghost. If you're gonna have a ghost pal that's haunting you, Samuel L. Jackson, cool ghost.
1: And not to say Samuel L. Jackson is not worth going gay for, it's just that as a ghost, he would trump Dr. David Hasselhoff in a heartbeat. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think I think Hasselhoff would get mopey. I think yeah, Sam, like he because you you like I, know, I think Hasselhoff would eventually become a sad ghost. I don't think he would enjoy being a ghost as much as Samuel L. Jackson would enjoy being a ghost.
1: What's that song he's sang? I'm talking about freedom or something like that. Yes. I can't. Wow. Being invited on that stage. Hey, I'd like everyone to meet my uh, <laughs> my gay lover. Hey, guys. Hey. Just being around that stardom. Just like Molly. Oh, yeah. 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 Samuel Jackson's Definitely. laughing from the sidelines. a ghost. It'll be a fun time.
0: That'll be great. And meanwhile, uh, Mike Lindell's just crying at a corner.
1: Yeah. With his stupid pillows. Whatever hole he crawled out of going back in with those pillows, AKA I, comic books.
0: I, back in the day when this things first came out, I almost bought on my pillow. Really? Cause they, I just saw it in the store and like, I like it was purely just on like, Oh, people were like, it was this like, Oh, there's like a, a weird fancy pillow. Like, and I, again, I'm, I'm a person that I have a lot of pillow issues in my life. Um, I'm all, I, I am also always on the lookout for a perfect pillow. I've got many different types of pillows. Uh, I have five pillows on my bed currently. A varying type: two down pillows, two like large, like very um, like oversized, just like um, really thick um, normal pillows, and then like a very thin pillow as well. All kinds of Jenga like assort setups, and I they change like every six months because I can't deal with it being the same. Uh, So I'm always on the lookout. And like when that first came out, before I knew he was like a crazy Christian guy and like a lunatic, I was like, "Wonder what this is? Maybe I'll look at this." Didn't, didn't do it. Because it was like that made. That S scene on TV thing. I was like, huh. Mm. This is either actually good or this is real dumb. And
1: probably dumb. So I didn't. Do you remember the gimmick? Like, what is on my pillow versus I, any of the others? You no,
0: know, I think it's just like a different kind of like. It's like a memory. I think it's like memory foam and something else. But like, they're like layered or something. I don't know. I. Like it's can't be that great.
1: No, exactly. again,
0: I've got all. I've got so I've got multiple different types of pillows already that I mix and match. I don't need like this one pillow to mix and match because one pillow is not going to work for me anyway.
1: It is awesome to have multiple pillows on your bed. I've never tried the thin pillow though. Uh, that's, like that's see, an interesting that's, concept. Of... I,
0: well, I also I'm also like layering and like there's a corner, oh, there's yeah. corners and like there's like an L-shaped situation, guys. It's. I, it's, it's a real, I, I got a
1: real, I got a real situation. It's bizarre. Nice. It's like a fun situation. It's changing up every a couple of months. Yeah. Can't, it's a can't good stand, time. can't stand for a stay the same. But just to be clear on the Humgate ghost front, you mirror me in my choices. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no other option. Nice. That's 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 the Nick Nick Fury uh, Humgay Ghost edition. <laughs> also, I want to see Mike Lindell's Nick Fury now.
1: <laughs> I, I like the game Humgay Ghost, and I think we should bring it back more often. I when we were trying to figure out games that we've played in the past, or at least for me, we've done 500 episodes over the course of over 10 years. Is it's, like, it's hard to remember everything that we've played. I know the Situation Room was something we used to do a lot, and uh, that kind of what we said, but we've revisited that recently as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know Here's the Pitch was kind of a game.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. But Get Ghost is when we haven't played in a while. Can yeah, you think of any yeah. other games we've played? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's tons. There's many games.
0: Um, Netflix, uh, um, the Google Translator game.
1: Ah, yes. Classics. I'm uh, sorry. That takes I,
0: a lot of work. That takes a lot of work, though. There's
1: a lot so. of work on those. A lot of prep, Shall we indulge one more Cosmo quiz before we get into the meat of this episode, which is Nick Fury, Let's or...
0: Let's do it. Need that Cosmo quiz.
1: Again, I would like to preface that this book was published in 2009 as we jump into a very important quiz, and that is, what's your theme song? Ooh. Find out and belt it, even if it's only in the shower or the car. We have six questions. A through D. Prepare yourself. friends. Friends rely on your ability to, A, give them the best practical advice, B, assure them that things will be okay, C, keep them laughing, or D, make them think differently. C. Keep them laughing.
0: C. Because no one listens to my actual advice.
1: (laughs) Two. Your favorite after-school activity is school yearbook, volunteering in your community, playing sports, or it's different. Art's different every day. You're just not much of a joiner. It's a weird I, way of phrasing that one, but
0: I, I of those, um, what was the first? Yearbook was the first one.
1: Yearbook was the first one. Volunteering I, in your community was B.
0: Volunteering, playing Talk sports, bad. no sport. A, I'm gonna say A. School year. of those. I think yearbook. Yearbook would be enjoyable. I don't know how yearbook worked in our high school at all. I don't even remember like I don't. I don't know who did that or like how that was done or what the process was.
1: I think yearbooks now, at least in some places, are digital, which I don't understand. Just make a physical yearbook. Like, doesn't that... They don't even make physical ones now? They just... Some places don't. They have, like, an online yearbook, which is dumb, because that's what Facebook is to these kids, or Instagram. Like, you yeah. just have whatever that equivalent is. Kind some, of, some at least that's from gonna the be gone. photography like, that's... perspective.
0: Like, it's nice to have physical things like that, yeah. because you can flip through it, and that's what it's for.
1: No, nah, fuck that. School rings, get rid of those, that's stupid. But, yearbooks, I think, are something you still need.
0: Definitely. Right? There, there's so much joy in, like, randomly picking up a school yearbook and flipping through it.
1: I love looking at old yearbooks from other people, just because it's mm-hmm. neat to see a whole bunch of people in, like, a certain area, and it's, like, pinpoint in time. I've a
0: handful of my mother's yearbooks
1: goodness They're strange i went through uh my wife's parents yearbooks uh once amazing 70 yeah. high 70s fashions you're like holy shit <laughs> just amazing and like really leaning into like the candid photography of photographers everywhere not like now but like in a retro uh, aspect some photos not really hitting as well as you'd think because you only got a little viewfinder and after well we got we had to go with this one it's the only one we had (laughs) just really great so brad is part of this school yearbook team that's cool three you find a puppy yes you name him a mr kitty you love the irony of it and you're an asshole i'm adding that last part Uh, yeah b you name it chance really what are the odds C. Coffee. So hyper. R.D. Bruiser. Ah. This one's a survivor. <laughs> Worst names for pets ever. I mean, it's between Chance and Coffee. I mean, Chance is a real name. Mr. Kitty, fuck off. Yeah, Chance. that's trash. Coffee, maybe, but Bruiser?
0: Not Bruiser. Definitely bruiser. not Bruiser. Bru- Definitely not Bruiser. bruiser. Um, obviously the dog would be named after um, a historical figure. It would be named Cromwell, our Talleyrand, our Wellington, our uh. There's a long, there's a long list. Um, and I didn't hear any of those, so I guess of those, let's see, Chance or Coffee, Coffee. It needs to be two syllables, so I think you gotta go Coffee. Interesting. You shouldn't give a dog uh like a one syllable name because it's hard to it's not good to call. I I would have have chosen
1: I would have chosen Chance because it's a proper name, but Coffee. Sorry, what was that? Coffee. C was that C? That was C. You got C. two Cs and an A. Okay. C for copy. Four. You need music. You need music most when you study for a big exam coming up. Relax in a candlelit bubble bath, when you're working out or writing or drawing in your sketchbook. When do you need music the most?
0: I'll say writing or drawing. That's a D. Cuz I I don't listen to music, but I, the only, I, I can't listen to... I would listen to a podcast at any of those other times, but I would have to listen to music while writing.
1: Alright, we're going to five. Two questions left in the quiz. Your report card is pretty disappointing. You think... A. Darn, I should have studied more. B. Next time, always. C. At least I had fun this semester. Or D. They don't get me.
0: I, all of these imply that you're surprised by your report card, which... I, I I've never been surprised by a report. It's never. Like you, you know, you know if you're not doing well. So what? Give me those again.
1: A, darn. I should have studied more. B, next time, always. C, at least I had fun this semester. C, or, C, a solid C. Yeah, yeah. D, they don't get me. Because I, I don't like the, I don't
0: like the like the surprise and blame created by the other options.
1: Whereas the other one's like, yeah, yeah I had fun, so it worked, yeah, makes sense. Have you ever heard someone in real life go with D, they don't get me? Because I have, and it was yeah. awkward and strange.
0: Um, Alex, I, I have a theater degree. Um, I mean, <laughs> a bit like a lot of people in the theater department, like, just unwilling to, to acknowledge their failures.
1: Um... I remember one in particular, there was a kid that was in one of my, uh, I think it was history of graphic design, and he was in the back of the class always late every time he came in always had an opinion on something even when it was strange or uncalled for or unwarranted and i remember one time him talking to the teacher after class and the only lines i heard was yeah the reason i didn't do too well in my early classes they just didn't get me you know you know how teachers just don't get students sometimes and i was thinking your early art classes when we go over the basics that you can't really fail you fail because <laughs> they didn't get you okay cool I guess. They don't
0: get me. I get. I, I write incorrect answers on assignments. Uh, when we have a test, I put answers that aren't the ones they want. And they don't seem to get it.
1: They don't get it. They don't get it. They don't get it.
0: They don't get it. Whereas in the theater department, it's like, oh, this, this person hates me. So they never cast me. And also they give me bad grades in their class. <clears> and also uh, uh, it's just because it's just because they like this other person better. It's like, motherfucker, you didn't get cast because like, they like the other person better for the part. That's why you didn't get cast. I mean, maybe it's because you're annoying and they don't want to work with you. That's possible. <laughs> that's certainly possible. And that's probably as an reasons. option. But the main reason they didn't cast you is because they, they chose the other person. Yeah. that's not about you.
1: When it comes to acting, you got to be used to that because that's half of it, right? I mean, that's, that is—you yeah, have to go out and audition, I, and you have to just go at it. But I mean, you yeah. actually have to be talented, and you have to be able to work this because everything is a system. It's I, I very really can't. If,
0: if I had, had unlimited funds and an interest in being an actor, I feel like I was—I would—was very well equipped to live that auditioning lifestyle as a young person because I—it I, was never personal, and I just enjoyed auditioning. Much more than I did actually being in projects,
1: <laughs> which I get. And you, you—you were cast a lot in, um, well, in everything in I've much. ever known. I'm I mean, good, that's
0: yeah. I mean, it was also it was also it's college, it's small pool, but like I am also good in an audition, and I know like I know how to audition, which also a lot of people do not.
1: I remember the theater department in college. Not to just go down the stretches, because we were in the middle of a quiz, but. You say small pool, and I guess it was. There were a lot of people that would audition. Nah, yeah, yeah. No, but it was, I mean, yeah, it was small pool of actually talented people that would actually be chosen. That's true. At least I had fun this semester. C. Your friend flakes out on you again. You A. Think fine and go back to your book. B. Make other plans. C. Head out solo. You'll run into your friends. Or D, spill your feelings out on paper. Oh, oh
0: God! <laughs> if it was D, Alex, our friendship would have never lasted. <laughs> Fucking hell! Like spill I would spend so much times. I would spend so much time spilling feelings onto paper. Uh, no, I say A. Oh, go back to my book. I
1: mean, A right. is the like, A whatever. is the yeah. only choice. It's Alex like yeah, out.
0: no big deal. That happens.
1: I don't understand. Make other plans. Other than, like, I guess you just knew, well, in advance, because that, I guess, precludes you from making plans, which is the unfortunate part, I guess. And C is perplexing to me. Head out solo. You'll run into friends. Implies that, I guess, your friends are out, or you're going to make new friends? Yeah, There's something I, this interesting is, this about impl- C, this implies, A is the only true answer. This Come implies, on.
0: like, an 80s world in which, I guess, we're all going to the mall to hang out or something. <laughs>
1: In 2009, that was just now starting to get tired and old of, well, wait a minute. Maybe this mall thing ain't going to work out from the long run. Brad, you were mostly C's. No big surprise. Here are the songs from 2009 that you would be uh, related to. But first, I'm going to go over the ones that were mostly A's. This is a song called How to Save a Life by The Fray. Your song lets you focus your mind. You'd rather ponder life's deeper questions and be there for people you love. I'm assuming you have no context for these songs, Brad.
0: No, definitely not.
1: Uh, How to Save a Life is a Mopi song. It's not, it's not that great. It's, it's strange. Mostly bees would have been Waiting on the World to Change by one John Mayer. You've always been a dreamer, and your song captures your hope hopeful essence. Who knows what the future holds? You strive to experience life to its fullest. You weren't D, which was Nothing in This World by Paris Hilton. Which actually kind of disappoints me that you didn't get Paris Hilton's song just because it's Paris Hilton. But her music helps you get inspired. You're one tough cookie and you won't let anyone bring you down. Music helps you get out frustrations and fuels your creativity. Yet you chose when someone breaks plans with you at the last minute to write all that down. Just spill that onto paper. And that's... Okay, cool. Okay, it's a little strange, but okay. Brad, you chose the only song I have never heard on this that I can oh. think of, and that's mostly C's, and that's a song called About Us by Brooke Hogan. No oh, idea. That, who-
0: that great song. About Us by Brooke Hogan. As we all know, that classic song. What was it again?
1: About Us by Brooke About Hogan. Us. Can you hum a few bars just, like, as a guess?
0: Oh, oh, you know. Uh,
1: About um- Us. Ooh.
0: Oh, well, you know, uh, everybody knows
1: the song About Us by... About us. About us. You love music you can move to. If it were up to you, life would be one big party. And for you, it's already started. Your friends love your get up and go attitude. I have no
0: idea who Brooke Hogan is. um...
1: Nor do I. And I don't think I've ever heard about us ever. Wait
0: a minute. Is... He's, is this country music on, hold, bullshit? Hold on. No, definitely not. I hope not. Is this, is this what I think ba-dum, it is?
1: Ba-dum, ba-dum.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is this is the oldest child of Hulk Hogan.
1: Well, well, well.
0: This is Hulk
1: Hogan's daughter. Brad, you found your own personal theme song. About us. About us what is it about is it about like uh a romantic thing like hey this is about my relationship with this person is it about like your group of people you identify with hey a little something about the people of ramjack like
0: uh, <clears throat> here, here are the lyrics um uh, boys talk them down on the sidelines watching wishing they was playing the game we playing but it's all good though paul wall Brooke, what up baby one two paul wall Nah, nah, okay, hey, what it do? I hear the commentators on the side, side chat-a-boxin'. Paul Wall and Brooke got all the paparazzi watchin'. I hear them jaw-jappin', bumpin' gums, chasin' crumbs. We <laughs> ain't concerned with them bums. We accumulating funds. Flash the wrist, got the Johnny, Dane, watch, froze. Five carat VV yellow stone in my earlobe. I'm squashin' chatta when the light hit the pink ring. Starch and clean, white cuff on the lean. I- wow. <laughs> Not only do I know, know this song, I don't know what half of these sentences mean.
1: It's almost like a Christopher Nolan movie. <laughs> it's a, a metaphor that's kind of obscure and strange, and it weaves into itself. I, like, it doesn't feel, really make I, a good point.
0: I feel like, I feel like Christopher Walken. Like, I got a Christopher see me in the flag. bins, because I'm also ballin', are an old school, old school stag with the fifth wheel fallen. We got them talkin', but really, they ain't saying too much. Just speculating with that gossip. Truth is, they don't know about us. This is not good. Like,
1: uh, I think that maybe you were reading the beginning, and maybe there was like a rap intro that she eventually got. Like it was over, and then it was her time to sing in between. the 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 lyric "bumping gums and chasing crumbs." Wow. Let
0: me go down a little bit. Uh, stop! 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 I'm not listening, you can save your breath. I don't want to hear the rumors people are spreading. Why? Why do people go out of their way to bring us down? They don't know nothing about us. I see your lips moving, but I don't hear nothing. Nah, everybody talking like they really know something about us. Like, fuck this shit. Hey, Hulk Hogan's daughter, like, you suck.
1: I mean, again, never heard the song in my life. And the lyrics are bad, maybe it's catchy. I mean, the Cosmo Quiz is is a relic from 2009, and things have changed. And just because it's who you are would have been, maybe it's changed now. Who's to know?
0: Um, Alex, one quick question for you. And okay. that, of course, is continental drift, our plate tectonics. What? Continental drift, our plate tectonics. Gotta pick one.
1: Ooh, wait a minute. ha ha ha. <laughs> is this a joke, Brad, or is this for real?
0: Continental Drifts are plate tectonics.
1: So, plate tectonics and continental drift are not mutually exclusive. Pick,
0: choose one and why plate tectonics are continental drift.
1: So, plate tectonics fuels continental drift, from my understanding, unless I just don't know what it is. So, so I which would one? Ch- I would choose plate tectonics. Interesting.
0: Interesting. Because I'm going to choose continental drift huh i'm gonna choose continental drift but why well because i just feel like you know like i'm more i I like the big picture of seeing the continents drifts like the plate tectonics like that's that's like the minutiae like that's the that's the how that's like the deep that's the that's the deep level understanding i'm I'm big picture (laughs) so i'm about continental drifts i like to see the eventual effects of not the inner workings Big picture guy. That's me. That's who I am. Huh?
1: Ah. <laughs> huh? I mean, potato, potato, tomato, tomato, I... continental drift, and plate tectonics. Okay. <laughs> cool. I guess.
0: Interesting avenue for debate.
1: Winter is far from over.
0: By Monday, it's going to be a high of 80. Boo. Low of 67. I just, ah, just want winter. I just want winter. Friends, it's that super special time of the week when we talk about Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. From the pages of entertainment history, from a brand renowned for nonstop action adventure, from a name that stirs the imagination, from a universe where good is heroic and evil sets the screen ablaze, comes a man who will always remain a hero. I'll get that vampire's blood if I have to suck it from her neck.
2: I'm furious,
3: sir. Nick, yesterday Hydra stormed tree Bates,
2: and they killed Clay in the process.
3: Welcome to SHIELD, the Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division.
1: Nick, take care of her. Isn't that sweet? His last words. I assume he met his boyhood chump, Nick Fury. Well, he's the short. Your friend's death is only the beginning.
2: Fury! managed to screw things up again?
0: Listen carefully.
3: I'm addressing shield director, Chek Pinter. That head virus has been set to explode
2: somewhere in Manhattan. You have until 6 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time
0: tomorrow to assemble one billion U.S. dollars. Any attempt to
1: back you in Manhattan will result in the immediate release of the virus. Against Hydra, there is no shield.
2: Damn it, Fury, what do you think you're doing? You're endangering the mission? You comic book coward! Give us the coordinates, Tim.
1: This is Hydra headquarters. long shield in the way of Yorka.
2: Nick, thank God, I thought you were dead. I was. Better.
1: You must get us the abort code.
2: Fury! You're too late! <laughs> Fury!
1: This is a movie, so we're not going to summarize it in a minute. Correct. But this is the first movie we've done properly, I would say, in a, I guess since Halloween <laughs> or Christmas, but... Yes, uh, since Christmas. Since uh, episode 495. But I would say maybe the, the, the first movie that is not holiday-themed that we've watched in a while. Mm, true. True. And it does feel good to get back to the roots of the podcast.
0: And it feels great to get back to uh, Dr. David Hasselhoff.
1: It really does.
0: <laughs> and to the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe.
1: <laughs> so how did you I, I knew this was a movie because i think i've seen it out or saw it out back when you could go and buy dvds as a normal thing where you would go and maybe peruse a, a best buy or some place of what dvds am i gonna get because this movie is old it's from 1998
0: made for tv clearly made for tv it was a it was supposed to be like a, a, a theoretical pilot for uh, for a series.
1: Do you know anything about like how it aired, how it went down where it didn't get made into a pilot? I, no, I don't. Because I have not looked any of that up. I have just watched this multiple times in preparation for the show. It's, it's, it is real fascinating, I gotta say. Um, judging purely by what it is, like just looking at the material, what is presented to us, fascinating
0: yeah uh, originally uh canon pictures uh had an agents of shield movie in the works in like 1985 uh but just it just never came together um but yeah this was this this was gonna be their uh this was gonna be a tv series which i mean the agents of shield series that we eventually got was very good
1: um but i also would
0: have been interested to see uh to see this
1: i mean why not give this a at least like a 8 12 episode run just go for it
0: i well it's also it's it's so like it's so strange to me because i for some reason i also thought this was earlier than 1998 it makes sense because it but it's such a period of time yeah because this is it's 1998 it's like like before we figured out that comic book movies could actually be a thing like but at the same time it is like i assumed this would be like that punisher movie that is like They've just barely taken a little taste of the Punisher, and they've made a regular action movie. This is very heavy with, like, Marvel shit. Like, in a way, I was not anticipating. Like, Hydra's the villain. Like, we got Baron Von Strucker and, like, like the uh, Strucker twins. Like, Dum Dum Dugan, kind of. (laughs) I mean, he's there. Um, Alexander Pierce is one of the agents who is the guy that Robert Redford played in uh, um, Captain America: uh, Winter Soldier. Like this is—they're like really using the material to a level that I was not. I mean, it's not good. It's not good,
1: but it's also much better than I expected. I—I'll go ahead and say that I—I I really enjoyed my time with this movie.
0: Yeah, it's it, campy and goofy,
1: and I can—I can appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And Hasselhoff is, like, great. Like, this is a a great Hasselhoff part.
1: Amazing.
0: And, like, I think this may be peak Hasselhoff. Like, I think this is where Hasselhoff peaks. Like, he looks cool as fuck in this.
1: I agreed. He looks awesome.
0: Yeah, because he's, like, he's old enough that, like, he's, like, just becoming, like, grizzled old man David Hasselhoff. But, like, he's still young and, like, in shape. He's got it. Yeah.
1: He's also able to deliver his lines... uh, Buzzling. The scripts There's... all over the place. I, I I would say it's interesting how he delivers his lines and what he chooses to do in certain in certain instances. Yeah, but I would say that for everyone in the cast, especially the villains who were just chewing scenery, like very <laughs> bad, very bad. You say bad, and yeah, if I was gonna judge it <laughs> on, I, 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 listen, okay, it, it is bad, but I would say in a good way. Like this is a really good Ramjack movie. Like it's it's enjoyable.
0: I I I will say I think um the the main villain Andrea uh, von Strucker, played by Sandra Hess, is bad. She's bad. She's not good. What she's doing Agreed. is bad. Now a lot of this is direction and like like their they're the dialogue is a lot. And they are have to say some things that are hard to say, but she is particularly bad. <laughs> She is awful. And her accent work is terrible.
1: I can't remember. There's at one point she says a word. I, I think there's a phrase where she says, my father's trusted lieutenants. But she doesn't say the word lieutenant. She replaces the L with another letter to where it's like to tenants or something. Like it does not. It's weird. No. And it's not. The accent would not do that. She's just misspeaking. <laughs> <laughs> because she's yeah, trying to to wade is, through whatever accent she's trying to do.
0: Yeah, because she's trying to do German, and it's it's like it's some like Colonel Clink shit, which is strange because like the other like her brother, who's oh in this it's it's Werner uh, von Strucker. That's weird. Um, yeah, her brother is like he's like acting, like yeah, he doesn't have much to do, but like he's being German and like he's acting, and she is she's a fucking cartoon. She's, she's the a- mask.
1: Her brother, I would say, is almost scary compared to her because she is, like yeah. Brad just said, a cartoon. He has like a kind of mystery to him, and I, you don't trust, like, when he's moving, you're like, he has a sinister level to him, and he's just like the B level villain. Like, yeah. he is her he's sidekick.
0: Rooting. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's actually good. Um, her, I was looking her up, and I was looking to see what other the credits she might have, and she isn't an episode of Baywatch Nights.
1: Perfect, makes sense. Um, Getting the gang back together. So she
0: did that before this. She was also Sonya Blade in the Mortal Kombat movies.
1: Also makes sense. Yeah. The Mortal Kombat movies would be a good one for Ram to watch, I think.
0: Hmm. We'll see. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, but yeah, she's also done a lot of soap operas. She was uh, Sasha oh. Donev in the Hospital and Kara Ludwig in uh, Young and the Restless.
1: Interesting. So, so just that. so people, she's just also so- in
0: Beastmaster Three: The Eye oh. of Braxis. <laughs> now, is that the one that takes place on Earth? Uh, Beastmaster Three. Before he died, Dar's father gave a mysterious amulet to Tall, Dar's younger brother, who is now king. Dar, while wandering with his animal companions, chances to meet and rescue a family. Hold on, and gets the full. Uh... A family who seek the help of King Tall against Lord Aegon, a sorcerer who has conquered their land. Um, okay, so this one all is just seemingly normal. So okay, that's There's Beastmaster- no twist of. So what's Beastmaster two? A
1: Sorry, family friends. got lost on vacation. Beastmaster through
0: through the portal of time. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's just happening on Earth.
1: There were a lot of weird fantasy movies in the seventies and eighties.
0: Yeah. And definitely.
1: Beastmaster apparently had a trilogy, which blows my mind. Yeah. So Nick Fury, agent of Shield, had a six million dollar budget. It's it in, was
0: uh, visually, it's impressive.
1: Sometimes like, for what it is for ninety eight given a time period, like, I'd be like, okay, cool. And it has some interesting, like, they really do a good, or make an effort with all the background and, like, all mm. the, the trappings of what this is to where I thought it held together for, again, what it is trying to yeah. be. The helicarrier looks like a goddamn joke, but it is still yeah. cool. Like, it's it's an aircraft carrier.
0: What's wild is that, like... <laughs> in the sky. There is such a world that of, like, the film completely... I feel like, like... Matrix came out in, like, 99, and, like, Matrix is, like, I think, like, a point of, like, you know, movies and TV where everything looks different after The Matrix. True. Like, ev- like everybody had to step up their game, because you have The Matrix, and then, like, in, like, 2000 or 2001, you have, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, we're, we're like, getting, we're, our visual effects are rapidly progressing, like, after, like, 1999. But this is 1998, <laughs> right before and
1: that time, and it feels exactly, like exactly,
0: exactly. And I feel like 19, like 1994, like Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and like between 1994 and 1999, like is like a world where we're trying to do thing with effects, but we're not there. And this, this looks like mid to early 90s.
1: I'm thinking of like uh, Independence Day also a similar feel from a special effects standpoint and that was a major motion picture
0: that's yeah that's 96 and this again this is tv budget um so it's it's but then i think like like, Alias came out in, like, 2001. I'm just trying to think of another spy, you know, thing. with like, And I'm like, Alias looked amazing. Like, it's crazy, like, in that little period of time. Like, there is a world... Like, the, the world between 1998 and 2001 is a century. It is insane.
1: <laughs> I mean, in the defense of Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., it... At least Alias is more believable. Like, it's more grounded. I don't have to yeah. worry about helicarriers and um, Alias. I don't have to think about putting an aircraft carrier on um, yeah. hover jets and float if, it in the sky. But
0: but honestly, I was impressed that they tried to do the helicarrier.
1: Oh, indeed. I was not like, expecting that at all. And
0: I, and again, for what they were trying to do, I was like, well, this is actually impressive. Like, you know, for the time and for TV. like. Yeah. I think it's impressive.
1: I, I was impressed with the, a lot of the stuff they were doing, like yeah. the cry, cryogenically frozen stuff, the laughable robot, <laughs> until it came together. Like the effect of Hasselhoff by a robot version yeah. of himself was oh good God. for '98. Yeah. No,
0: yeah, no, it was no. That effect was well, yeah, we'll talk about it. we'll talk about it all, but like, um, I just want to take a, just a second to like talk about the cast because we mm. got we got a cast here. Um, we got of course we got david hasselhoff as colonel nick fury we got lisa renna lisa renna is like his his love interest as uh val fontaine um yeah sandra hess is uh andrew von strucker slash viper uh neil roberts is alexander pierce who is british in this um again that's the same guy that robert redford plays in <laughs> in uh, the the uh, um captain america and uh, avengers movies uh, Gary Chalk is uh who they call Timothy Dugan, who's dum dum Dugan. No mustache, which was upsetting. But Gary Chalk was also he was the voice of um He-Man on New Adventures of He-Man.
1: That makes sense.
0: And yeah, and he was also like apparently he's been Optimus Prime. Like he's he's the other Optimus Prime. There's like that main guy oh, that okay. does the Optimus Prime voice. And apparently like this Gary Chalk does it like anytime they don't have that guy.
1: And you can tell through this that his voice is different. Yeah, he's got a <laughs> like good voice. Like his voice is leagues beyond. It's like, oh, this guy does voice work. You can tell. Yeah, he's, you know, he's in a just a like him of, talking
0: so many things. He was also man at arms in like the 2000 He-Man cartoon. Um, get to I'm me glad he gets... Because t- I, mean, I heard his voice and I was like, I know who the fuck is this? And I, yeah, I had to do some digging to figure out who that was.
1: I'm glad he got some camera time uh, uh, away yeah. from like a cartoon facade because... Yeah, he he's he, in a lot of things too. He's like, fun with I, it.
0: Yeah, he's like in everything. Like he's he's very familiar. Um, let's see who else we got. Uh, Ron Canada is in this it is Gabriel Jones. Uh, anybody else of interest? I don't think so. But yeah, uh, Lisa Renna. Like I was, I I didn't know Lisa Renna was in this.
1: Surprise! Like,
0: that's wild. Like, isn't she on a Housewife Show or something?
1: Yeah, she's been on. She's been in a lot of stuff. She is the only one, I guess, out of this cast next to David. I mean, you know, like some of these other people have been in a lot of other stuff, but I mean...
0: Oh my god, so when you pull up Lisa Rinna's IMDB, this is one of the things it says she's known
1: for. I mean, I'm sure this is a big hit at Comic-Cons, or was, back in the day, is she for what not? it is.
0: Oh, okay, I was like, because like, she, she actually hasn't acted in that much. And I was like, why isn't... I'm not saying... But you actually, I didn't realize you have to go down to credited as self. And then you got Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, like, yeah... She's, yeah, she's dancing with the stars. She's been on, like, every, you know, everything,
1: reality-wise. She just lives in reality world, which is wild. (laughs) So do we want to go ahead and start with the plot? Like, take it through the movie? Because, I mean... Let's
0: jump into this thing. Let's do it. It's a real wild film.
1: We start with high-impact music, helicopter sounds, and we are just flying over the ocean fast. Mm. dun 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 We see the waves coming in. And this actually is one of the effects that's probably the worst done. We fade from something that is not what it it is to the actual going across the waves and up. And then we see an island. And this island is called Trinity Base. And we see a look into the cryogenic section of Trinity Base. And there's someone just kind of meandering around. Maybe it's their first day of work. They seem lost.
0: Just looking around, seeing what's up real lost and then like this douche this like this douchebag he's like hey pretty crazy yeah we got this fucking asshole here that we've cryogenically frozen he's a real douchebag huh pretty wild huh pretty wild and then the guy's like yeah and then he shoots in the stomach
1: i was glad <laughs> it's like, fuck you, dude. We we get a lot of vert we get a lot of um I would say shots of technology, which I think they do very well. Uh um, yeah. I have a TV monitor, I have very obscure, strange, unrealistic user interfaces, but I understand it. We have really crazy effects yeah. as far as like seeing someone being, I guess, reanimated or like from the cryogenic someone has been cryogenically frozen. And if if you had to guess who that jerk soldier Brad just talked about, who got shot in the Belly by this uh, guy on his first day of work. You, it would take you maybe four guesses to guess Clay, right? That's the name of some jerkish asshole soldier, um, and he's a jerk. Like, I, from the get go, I was like, okay, I guess we wanted him to get killed. Like at first, I wasn't sure if this the guy who is in the cryogenics place that shoots Clay in the stomach was a good guy or a bad guy because he killed Clay, and Clay does at the at this moment, I was like, yeah, Clay should be shot. Whoever yeah. Clay is, cool. Yeah, Clay's Clay's the worst. He's, he's, hes not just bad. Like it's not our place to judge. Or like, uh, and he gets shot in the stomach. And yeah, this guy that's creeping around the cryogenics lab is from Hydra. Now, I—I know—I know more than most people do about comic books. And Hydra has been a staple in the con, in like in the movies. So we we have an idea. But just for my own. Because it's not clear in this, Hydra was affiliated with Nazis, but they were the crazier version of the Nazis that helped Hitler, at least in the comic book world, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, it was basically like, we want to have our own version of Nazis, so it's like, it's Hydra, yeah.
1: We call them Hydra.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, they're they're technically, they're technically, they were in the, they were, they were with the Nazis, but they were also like, they were also their own thing, that was just, I I think the idea, who knows, it's comic books, they can be Nazis, but we don't have to say Nazis- we can yeah. just call something else, like, after the fact. Leaning and we more still into have them like, around So that we're not saying that, not, that the Nazis are still in power, because I think that would not be great Yeah, that would hopes, be a little but weird, but... we can have but... it be this evil organization still around that are from the Nazis.
1: We'll call them Hydra. It's cool. People will I, get I think, it. I
0: think, I think the Marvel Cinematic Universe has done a good job of, with doing that.
1: Oh, yeah. So, um yeah, the jig is up. This guy then calls to the helicopters and says, hey, Trinity Base, we're ready for you. I got the guy uh, thawing from the cryogenics lab. He's ready when you want him. I'm gonna go into the air ducts and release this chemical that I guess is a s- defense mechanism for this base otherwise, but since the, everyone in Trinity Base doesn't know why I'm doing this, it, it's gonna surprise them, and they'll get hit with this sleeping gas or something. And then you'll it's be able to just reason. walk in and, and do it. Also, I shot Clay, whoever the hell that is. And... Clay. Because, to Clay's his... not
0: dead is the problem. Oh yeah. Like, to... <laughs> first of all, you shot him in the stomach. Like shoot him in the head. Like shoot him in the stomach is just a slow, painful death. There's a but lot of that. It allows him plenty of time to that. like run around and do shit and say stupid lines because he says some things.
1: The only person that I guess truly knows how to end someone's life. Is Viper like the woman villain? Because she will yeah. shoot someone four times before she's done, and that's a, that's a that's a significant amount. Shooting someone in the stomach, it takes them a long time to die from. You don't die instantly from that, and it's very painful. But yeah, uh, Clay is up to some work. He's getting <clears throat> stuff done in the meantime.
0: Can, let me just read you Clay Quartermain's first lines. Hell of a way to earn our keep, isn't it, Vaughn? Babysitting a corpse, Baron Wolfgang von Strucker, last of the great global boogeymen. Ours is not to reason why ours is what to do and die
1: fuck off clay he gets shot on die and you can it co- couldn't come soon enough but this does also and introduce he... you to the the type of language yeah. that we're going to be using throughout this
0: oh, and that's not clay's last not ni- last line because yeah oh um hydra comes in and like they're they're coming in and they're gonna steal that that uh uh they're gonna steal uh, baron von strucker's body uh but our boy clay is still hobbling around <laughs>
1: I love this line.
0: Oh my god. And he fucking, like, goes goes to war against, like, all the Hydra guys. Let us rock and let us roll. <laughs> um... Hey, Clay Quartermain, um, like, I don't I don't know who you think you are, but like, I mean, Clay Quartermain is a comic book character.
1: Um, okay.
0: I'm looking him up on Wikipedia right now. Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah, of course. Yeah, Nick Fury, Talent Commandos, whatever. Uh, I'm like, is, does he have a catchphrase? Is this like his catchphrase? I'm not seeing anything about a catchphrase here. So uh, I, if, he, I, if his catchphrase is, let us rock and let us roll, then, but it's, I don't see that anywhere. So, I see a high-ranking agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., blonde-haired, fast-talking, grinning Burt Lancaster sort, who worked with the organization's storied executive director, Nick Fury.
1: Until he was shot in the belly by some no-name HYDRA agent.
0: (laughs) Oh, later revealed to have been a robot simulacrum of the Chinese national Mandarin.
1: What? Hmm. Not in this movie. (laughs) There is something about. So Clay puts on a gas mask as you know what's up. He tries to thwart Hydra, but they don't. And then, as an army of like 20 to 30 Hydra agents come running through and just down, and they start wildly shooting when they get into the building, no one's up. Everyone is on the ground, like asleep. Yeah. Is it just like, yeah, gotcha, a shield? It's real weird. They storm in, and Clay says the stupidest thing. Look, he ends up dropping like three, four, maybe five of these agents. He could yeah. have dropped two more easily if he had not stopped to say the convoluted, let us rock and let us roll. He could have said, let us rock and roll, and then bam, yeah. bam, at least gotten two more. Because he is he, an expert he, at the handgun. He gun. also
0: could have taken some more if he hadn't walked into the middle of the hallway that they True. were running down go to the exact center, set his line, and then started shooting. If he, like, went for cover and then shot and maybe just said that in the line to himself, like, let's rock and let's roll. As opposed to, let us rock and let us roll. Bang, bang, bang,
1: dead. So this is where we start getting to, I guess, the more performative actions of S.H.I.E.L.D. because we know later that he has contact lenses in his eyes that constantly record what he's doing.
2: Oof, that's they so
1: Fuck body cams. These motherfuckers turn them off. What we need are contact lenses. So when he says stuff like, let us rock, and he knows that this is going to be viewed by other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. He's going to go down as a legend for shooting as many Hydras as he could before they took Von Strucker. Yeah. He was the last line of defense while these other bozos slept. And... His actual, because they kill him, obviously. They shoot him. They have semi automatic weapons. He has a handgun. Yeah. They shoot him. He, like, he's like in the edge of consciousness, and he's just, again, saying to the contact lens camera, constant recorded Nick. Take care of her. Ugh. And then Viper rolls up and says, <laughs> Nick, I wonder if that's his boyhood friend. <laughs> and then it fades. She says more, but we find out what that is later. <laughs> yeah,
0: but, we, sa- we save all that great dialogue for later. Cool. It's so,
1: she is so over the top.
0: Oh, she's, so, she's awful. Like she is, she genuinely like brings this down two levels.
1: And it's unfortunate because with a different actress, it could have gone a different way or just different yeah. direction.
0: Yeah, like don't make her do this accent, First of all, second of all, take her down three notches because like she's 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 playing Jim Carrey in the Mask right now.
1: <laughs> God, she just just like licking the like she can't she is. I guess they said deliver all your lines like you're a snake with your tongue out of your mouth and just run and with the worst accent you could think of. That's mm-hmm. the energy she's bringing.
0: Yeah, she's she's having a fun day in theater.
1: So we hard cut. To somewhere in the rural mountains. This is like in the I don't know if this is the jungle. I don't know if this is in the middle of this no is the I, Yukon. I think it names it. Yeah, it's the Yukon. We're in the Yukon. We come in on like a mine shaft in the in this in this mountain. And there's some signs, Brad. It goes really fast, but if you pause it, you can read it. One of them says, Hey, read this with an arrow. And the sign says, You better have a damn good reason for knocking on this door.
0: I mean, I, listen. Nobody wants to come into your mine shafts, like murder shack. Like who's I'm gonna sure, find you? Like the Unabomber clearly lives here.
1: Who's gonna find you? Is, is there's like some yeah. people hiking, and they like a thunderstorm happens, and they just by sheer astronomical odds find the entrance to this and want to go further in to take shelter from a storm.
0: This is the last place I would ever like. I would rather die in the storm than to go into what is clearly some sort of lunatic shack. <laughs>
1: the of Dr. David Hasselhoff, um, Nick Fury is in there, and what is he doing, Brad? Explain think, to me what's happening.
0: I think he's just uh, mining. He's got a pickaxe and he's just going at a wall. I'm like, is he like? And but it's uh, like a, it is
1: like, tons.
0: A, clink. like a slate. Like it is like he's clink. He's He's fucking pickaxing into the mountain or something. Like what is this motherfucker building like Rambo tunnels like into a mountain with a pickaxe on by himself? Like this, like, am I supposed to believe like that, that he built this whole thing? Like did he, did he fucking excavate this mine?
1: So he, he's been out here for five years. Ever since he was cut loose of S.H.I.E.L.D., he's been out here doing his thing, some weird stuff happened, and he's been, I, I guess running from his passing away, but just mining the fuck out of this mountain. And I guess he just started a new tunnel, because it looks like he hasn't struck this wall at all. Like, I
0: mean, like, this is clearly, like, an established mineshaft, and he is just, like, going at, like, a, like a, a wall of stone with a pickaxe.
1: It makes him seem like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah. From the get-go.
0: It's... Like, they couldn't okay, have made it look like he was, like, in the process of something, as opposed to, like, his first day with a pickaxe on a wall.
1: I would have loved to have been on set, and them uh, telling him, just start picking at the wall, and David, like, questioning it for a second. Really? All right.
0: I, see, I think that's that's the beauty of David Hasselhoff. You tell him to just, he's not going to question anything. He just goes for it, and that's what I respect about the man.
1: This this whole project has a lot of what I would also call, like, a Baywatch Knight's energy, and I'm here for it. Like I. Really yeah. appreciate it
0: yeah he i I gotta say like like first of all he he, again this is this is like peak hassle off like he looks great he looks great with the cigar he's always chopping that cigar like he look he looks like he's straight up out of the comic book like bravo
1: and he hears like some rustling of that door that no one's supposed to knock on and he immediately goes into nick fury defense mode yeah.
0: And I don't understand I cause it seems like like uh like our guy uh uh what's his name? Uh, not, Robert Pierce. Pierce. Uh, Pierce, AK, not Robert Redford. Pierce. Um Pierce, aka not Robert Redford. Like he seems to come through the front door, but then like Hasselhoff ducks down like a side and he it seems like he's at the back of the cave, and I'm like, I don't understand the geometry of like where he's come and gone.
1: I, the door. Okay, I don't know if if it's a coincidence that he, he was knocking at the door, or if the wind was so strong that it was about to just blow whatever this door facade is off this mountain because it is rickety as hell. But you're right. I don't understand how any of this works. No. I, I suddenly Pierce is just two, in there. there.
0: There seems to be like uh, like two different entrances and exits. And we see him. It's like he tried one, like looked around, and then went out and went around <laughs> to the other. Yeah. I'll check the back door of the mountain cave. <laughs> he
1: he kind of quasi follows David through to another exit, kind yeah. of. But it's still, it's, who knows? Pierce yeah. is just exploring.
0: And then immediately, uh, um, immediately, Hasselhoff just kicks his ass.
1: Oh, yeah. Straight up. Who are you? Who sent you? What's going on? We get a, we get a picture of like a, uh, a helicopter plane. Vertical, just like hovering outside where Pierce, I guess, was brought by this.
0: So did he jump out like the parachute? Like, how did he get there? Did he parachute out and then Lisa Renner's going to like <laughs> like park the plane? <laughs> I
1: do love.
0: <laughs> Don't worry, I love it. The... I got it. I'm, I'm good. You park. I'll just jump. Wee. So... Don't want to startle him. <laughs>
1: One of my favorite things that people do in these kind of comic book movies, especially in the 90s. So when he kicks his ass, he kicks him right in the stomach or the testicles. I'm not sure, but he kicks him lower. And Pierce is like, ah! Punches him in the face and then picks him up and literally flips him over. Just like flips and throws him a feat of strength. It's like, no, one's—that's impossible. And Pierce is like, dude, 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 chill. I'm from uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. You've been, I've got good news for you. You've been reactivated.
0: And he's like, fuck that, uh, not interested. Not interested, dog. <laughs> like, don't you see I'm retired and, like, mining? <laughs> I'm a miner now. Like, I, I yeah. just, I pickaxe
1: walls. <laughs> That's what I'm I do. very feel. serious about my mining operation here, thank you very much. i uh, trying to follow some new gold veins or something. What do you, I, well, no. Uh, it
0: appears like, but, but, but. And then Lisa Rinna's like, hey. Hey, you motherfucker. I see
1: you're still a douchebag. I now we know as that there's some history what devo- what uh, what we learned through this is that there was a uh, a romantic interest between her uh Hasselhoff and Clay the guy who got shot in the stomach just so everyone says the the guy we good riddance <laughs> and there was a lot of that back five years ago and da- seeing her David's like oh they sent you too huh they're really trying to get me back. But it's news that Clay has been killed. That straightens Hasselhoff's spine. And he says, sounds like someone at Hydra is really trying to get my attention. And I guess they got it. And then um, he's ready to go. I
0: was just looking to see if there were any of her lines.
1: Um, oh, I have them here, friend. I was oh, okay. You skipped over two of my favorite, like, just, just random goods. But if right. what, which no, one no, no, do you ahead. have? Because she says I, a lot.
0: Because I... I don't, I didn't think, I I didn't pick up on this, but she says, uh, and I don't know where this, I think this this happens later on. She says, Nick, what do you want me to say? That it happened too fast between us? That Clay got in the way? I got scared. (laughs) I walked. Yeah, into someone else's bed. (gasps) Oh, she (laughs) fucked Clay! And then she says And then he says, well I learned that move and then she says, well I learned that move from you. Now my question, does that mean that they both fucked Clay?
1: Oh, totally.
0: Yeah, they definitely both fucked Clay. (sighs) Time to rock and time to roll.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the first words. That Dr. David Hasselhoff says to someone in this movie. Mm-hmm. And he says these to Pierce after Pierce says, Hey, guess what? You're being called back. H- Hasselhoff says, Well, unfortunately, Pierce, you're going to have to tell SHIELD to shove it up their collective end zones. Oi. What? <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> okay, Nick. And the first words that Val says to Nick to let her know that she's there is she says, Always a pleasure to see the old war horse chewing out the troops. What?
0: <laughs> I mean, like the dialogue in this is—it is thick and molassesy. It
1: is, <laughs> like, and it's just—it's—it's hilarious.
0: It's hilarious yeah. and campy and great, and it's probably the best thing about it. Like, besides just Hasselhoff in general, because he is perfectly like—he—he he knows exactly what. He knows exactly what movies he's in, and he fucking owns it. He does. Um, but, like, man, this dialogue is thick.
1: It is. It is
0: thick, and it is a chore. And I, bravo to, to, to when they're able to pull it off, because it's hit or miss, and it's not their fault.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is this, so I think he sees her, and he's telling us as the audience, we don't know what's up, the exposition is, oh, he says, like, oh, Val, and he says her full name, she says something about blue blood treatment, so I guess she's like a princess or royalty, or maybe she's super rich, I don't know. And he says something about, she's an expert, she's an expert in pionage. And he says this, I guess just for Pierce's benefit, and so that we know that she's a hussy or whatever, that yeah. someone came between her and him and Clay and any of the ways that that can like manifest from a romantic way. See, I
0: wasn't sure if he said sex or if I was just hearing that. I know oh, okay. you heard it, friend. Okay, just checking. I
1: wasn't. <laughs> but they all get in the pl- helicarrier, and well, they're they get in the hella plane to go to the helicarrier. Because he's like, all right, they killed Clay. I gotta get I gotta get revenge or something. We gotta they're apparently Hydra's back, which is weird because I thought we killed their leader and by kill, I meant we cryogenically froze him. No big deal. that can never bite us in the ass again. On the way there, there's an odd scene where Pierce is just enamored by Nick. And it's like, hey, it's an honor to be, like, here with you. I graduated top in my class. And, like, you're a legend, man. Like, it's awesome to bring you out of retirement. And he's listing all the accolades he got in, um, I guess, whatever agent training he was in. And at one point, Nick says, how's your needle point?" And I guess the joke is, and I guess Pierce gets it. At first, he's baffled, like, what? And Val laughs. And he doubles down on it. And it's like an insult. And obviously, we, we get that. But they don't let it just go. Like, it could have easily just been the yeah. scene, that's where the scene ends. Like, how's your needlepoint? And they all kind of laugh. But no, they go through the rest of all this. They make it an awkward social situation, which is an yeah. odd choice. Yeah. Um, and again, so he he says, like, needlepoint? Because Pierce is like, surely my hero didn't say this. And Nick says, yeah, needlepoint, kid. I'm making fun of you. Ah, don't worry about it. I'm just rolling smoke up your hoo-ha. Nick Fury what
0: it is like everything is so overwritten like every scene goes on twice as long as it needs to yeah like I'm like I don't know if we're just trying to fill time for like you know 90 minute TV movie or what's happening but like are we just trying to make extra material they can cut <laughs> like I don't I don't know what's happening. Uh, but yeah, then we, we pull up on the helicarrier, which again for TV budget is pretty good. Yeah, and Bravo for trying, like, cause like I, you could have easily gotten away with not really doing it.
1: I would say that maybe the special effects in this are better than Cleopatra 2525.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Cleopatra 2525 is just screensavers. Like, <laughs> it, is, it is basically flying toasters.
1: But really bad, I would say, CG screensavers. Where yeah. this, at least, they're trying, like, they're doing practical, like, scaled that's, models. So it's yeah, like Star Trek. It feels yeah, good. that's
0: the difference. That's the difference. Because Cleopatra 25 was that period just a little bit later than this. Like, early 2000s. When, like, CG was available and people were trying to do things with CG that they couldn't do. This, they're just barely trying to scrape by. It's a lot of models. It's a lot of, like, like we'll use a little CGI where we have to, but we know we can't do it because we don't have Jurassic Park money. It's a lot of bad model work. And it's,
1: yeah. But it gives a realness to it. Yeah, it's that better. That I would it's say a, is I better. Would, so
0: much better than, like, yeah, early 2000s, like, trying to do,
1: like, CG when they get to the helicarrier there's there's a goof where it tries to recognize Nick with both of his eyes for a retinal scan but he lost his eye like that was one of the last things that happened when he got Von Strucker I also love that when he when he's looking at his agent profile the way that he talks about uh, Von Strucker and he says, "Yeah, of course I remember that guy. He, he, what? He's the one that made me lose this eye. I hate him. Right in hell, you bastard, like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Petty! Uh, just
1: like under his breath, lost
0: an eye to that motherfucker. <laughs>
1: but just like the Pouty, right in hell, you
0: bastard! It's just awesome. Yeah, it's great. It's
1: so again, great. David, awesome. Thank you, I is what I'm love, saying. I'm, I, love, I will say that now.
0: There is a reason we appreciate and love that man on this podcast. He's a fucking treasure."
1: <laughs> we get on the bo- I, we, yeah we get on the sky boat we say everyone's introduced there's the guy who is Optimus Prime I guess and other stuff oh, and he's like Dum Dum uh, Dugan Dum like, Dum Dugan we get the pencil person pusher guy, not pencil pusher guy, I guess the guy who's, like, we'll say acting chief or whoever, like, whoever is their liaison is for the government.
0: director general of S.H.I.E.L.D. And this guy, I was like, this guy is, this guy's also terrible in this. Um, And now, I think he's clearly being directed to be terrible, but he's like, really, it's just over the top and grating. Yeah. This guy is on Riverdale. He's, uh, Smithers. He's, like, the, he's Veronica's, like, butler and driver. No way! Yeah. Huh. Which I was like, oh wow, because I, I I was like, he looks kind of familiar. Who the hell is this guy? Yeah, Smithers. So wow. Good
1: for him. Good for yeah, him. good for him. He's still getting work.
0: He's much better, much better in Riverdale. Much better in Riverdale than this. <laughs> he is very bad in this. But I don't so, think it's not his fault. It's clearly this is what they're this is what they want. He's supposed to be grating and annoying. But
1: oh yeah, and he's the guy who kicked Nick out the first time.
0: Can we talk about... Okay, we, when when we first meet him, and he's got mm-hmm. his group of, like, you know, the it's the high-ups of S.H.I.E.L.D. or whatever, like the Pencil Pusher Brigade. There's, like, a, like seeming like, I guess, a teen intern <laughs> <and> that looks <things> like... <laughs> he's wearing, like, a bow tie. He looks like he's in, like, formal wear. Like, he's in a tux. Like, did he come from the prom? Like, who is this kid?
1: It's his first day on the job. It's a S.H.I.E.L.D. intern, friend. I think you I'm hit like, it on the head.
0: It's, it's so weird. Like why is there why is there a teen prom why is there a a a teen intern from the prom here? Is it bring your son to work day? Did he dress up fancy for it?
1: There's a lot of people in the background of this that are like, oh, that's a kid.
0: I just it's so weird because he's I he's wearing a boat and I swear that's a tux. I swear he's wearing he's I don't know what's happening. Did did James Bond Jr. come to to come to the helicarrier?
1: is it bring your kid to work day like is he like the son of this guy this chief it's so weird now I wish that kid was in more stuff. Like I wish any, I didn't really notice him until now. I yeah. wish in all the scenes, whenever we do shield work, he's just like being an intern in the background, like terrified, just working through stuff.
0: I'm, I'm sharing my screen with you right now.
1: Oh yeah, I see him. 1553, what is
0: happening? Like, why is he, why is he wearing that?
1: Whose kid is this on set? Like this is obviously someone's child's, like I'd like to be in this Nick Fury movie, please. Yeah, mm-hmm. seriously. I love it though, it's fucking hilarious. I wonder if he's on IMDB listed anywhere. They're in tuxes, not suits. What is the, what's wrong yeah. with this? Yeah, straight up tux. Overdressed, overdressed, is there a formal event after this? Um, Yeah, so we meet them, there's a fa- There's a falling out in the reunion, so like, look, if you step out of line, Nick, I'm gonna have you out that door again and back into retirement. We also meet the other lady agent, and I forget her name. Is it Kate? Yes. Kate has, uh, she is a mind reader, and I really love their first scene together because of how David plays this. Like, she comes up, and they introduce each other, and, and she's like, hey, and she she basically kind of reads his mind. And Hasselhoff looks at um, Optimus Prime, and then looks at her, and honestly, it's really great. Like, I, I love how he's just like, what? Can you, like, read minds? Are you a mind reader? And then she says something absolutely ludicrous. Oh, we prefer ESPers. Really? Why? Should have been the next words out of his mouth. Because explain to me how that makes sense.
0: Um, and if I can just say, um, um, this is from a text from Alex. Um, You're a mind reader, we prefer ESPers. Proper follow-up question, why? Great. Um, then you continue to quote, I had my abilities in hands with implants. Neural implants, because he's looking at her chest for a second. And this is when Alex wrote, this movie is a comic book. <laughs> no, what comic books are you reading? <laughs> Those comic books it, where guys are, are just checking out, checking ladies out.
1: I mean, hey. Nick Fury, because because David Aftonoff does look confused. Like, he, yeah. he's like, what? And when she says implants, he does look at her chest like, what? Like, it's just bizarre. It's, and it, it's uh, great. It's, yeah, it's so. It is great.
0: Yeah, if that was a real, like, what's happening. <laughs> this
1: movie is a
0: bonkers. I, I, I think that was the scene where I finally texted you. I was like, yeah, I think this is I think this is going to be hilarious.
1: This is going to be good. Yeah. So they, they switch up what kind of scanning they need because Optimus Prime uses his hand to scan into something else where they needed eye retinal scan before. So whatever. Yeah. They go into a room that has like tons of what look like Tesla coils that aren't really firing or something. It's supposed to be the experimental part of the ship. Yeah. Um, we meet
0: uh, Ron Canada, who is apparently like their Q, um,
1: Gabe Jones. uh, I was going to say he refers to Nick as Nicholas the entire time. So that's how you know they have a a, a past. Gives him a kooky, a shock gun that is only like scanned or set to him genetically. So if anyone else tries to shoot it, they get shocked themselves. Otherwise, he shoots shock at other people.
0: That's great. I love it. Yeah, okay. This gonna only you. If anybody else tries to use this gun, it'll kill them. Yeah. It's pretty great. It's pretty it's awesome. It's pretty great. Pretty great. Uh then we cut to absolute fucking horror. <laughs> this, okay. They're they're building the um LMD, and the scene starts. They're pulling like this fucking like Like, and uh, this, uh, the effects for this are amazing, by the way. It really is. Because they pull out this, like, basically, this, like, rubbery flesh out of, like, a vat. And they're stretching it basically onto, like, a Terminator skeleton. And
1: stretching (laughs) it.
0: Oh, and stretching it and, like, putting the eyeballs in. And it is... Like, clearly, this is where a shit ton of the budget went. Because this thing is fucking amazing. Like, it's so goddamn creepy. Like, and they're just, like... They've got all these, like, wires coming out that they're connecting. And it's like, the fuck? And then you see it, like, set up. And it, like... It looks good. Like, and it's clearly a pr- like it's an it's an actual fucking you know thing they built like this is not CGI and this is not David Hasselhoff they built like something that actually works i mean obviously they use some effects on and they have you know
1: Hasselhoff doing
0: stuff but there are definitely shots where this is just a for real fucking puppet they built this fucking thing and it's it's amazing
1: it is shockingly good given this time period and what it is and yeah. It, Brad, I mean, we cannot convey through audio alone the sheer horror that this is it is un- unsettling when they're pulling the this the this Ooh. face flesh over like the T100 or whatever face and you like see its teeth and it's just looking out yeah. terrifying when you see like cables coming out of its mouth and it's like got dead like in other orifices and they like Ooh. take like tweezers and like put it in to connect yeah. terrifying when they're shoving chips up its nostrils or in its ears and it then suddenly grotesque. its eyes move
0: Oh it is a grotesque puppet this stuff of so, nightmares it like it was, it was genuinely upsetting and amazing. Absolutely fucking amazing. Like, oh, worth yeah. every fucking dime they spin on it. Um, and then they do a, they do a good, like, uh, you know, composite shot where it's like act, you know, they clearly, like it's a Hasselhoff. Like, but they've done it. they've done, like, lighting and, like, makeup to make it look like not possibly hassle off. And, you know, it's basically, you get got wires coming out of it. Um,
1: but it looks good. So I have so many questions about the practicality of what this is. So huh. what is this again, Brad? Uh, this is an LMDA, Life Model Decoy. A life model decoy, which is the most convoluted crazy name for what this is. Yeah. You can just say a robot. It's fine. Yeah. It's a life model decoy. And this is programmed with his memory engrams? Mm-hmm. sci shit? <laughs> like. Uh, okay. All of his, I mean, like. I think, I think, I think, I
0: think, um, LMDs and Nick Fury predate Scientology.
1: Okay, so Elron Hubbard was, hmm. Um, but it has basically his reflexes and memories from either video composites or other things, so yeah, that they say, for, this... they
0: say we, we they say something about tapes. <laughs> like we loaded the tapes and I'm like, tapes? What are we talking about, nineteen ninety eight? Magnetic
1: strips? Are you fucking kidding me? You just shove ships up its nose. There's no tapes involved in this. What are you talking about? <laughs> great. It's great. I do love all the graphics they put on their computer screens and they are spending yeah. that budget. I think every screen has a unique graphic. Yeah. But
0: I, yeah, I mean, cl- but clearly as soon as we see the LMD, it's like, okay, they're definitely using that at the end of the movie.
1: Oh yeah, it's like this is this is involved in something and it's no. gotta be the climax.
0: Which is also but, great, because I feel like, like, all, like, Nick Fury, like, in the comic books, like, Nick Fury, like, gets killed, like, every five minutes in the comic books, and every time it's like, oh, yeah, that was an, that was an LMD. Yeah, yeah, it's just a robot Nick Fury. It wasn't real Nick Fury. Real Nick Fury's never the one in the action. He's always hiding somewhere. Probably, like, hammering on
1: a cave wall or something. <laughs> he just sends robots to do everything. And... I guess the question I have is they it, they say that look the life metal decoy is awesome because it's easy to transport around which is one of the best lines ever considering I guess it fits into something smaller than a briefcase yeah. and it's a fully functioning large humanoid uh, like yeah. synthetic creature because <laughs> Do you when you they
0: fold it up <laughs> is it origami like you have I to guess inflate so it. You have to like <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's an air compressor cartridge and it's mostly air it's, it's like aerogel it's 99.9 percent air <laughs> and it, most of it blows up and then you shove the chips up its nose i mean it gets weird it is awesome though like yeah one of my favorite scenes in the entire thing more on that mo- life model decoy later
0: so yeah, we go to the command center and, uh, um, they finally, uh, watch, uh, the video from, from, uh, <laughs> dear departed former lover, his contact, from Clay Quartermain's contacts. Mm-hmm. And we see the full, uh, oh, you're talking to Nick. I bet it is your childhood friend! <laughs> um, und, I am bet it is Nick Fury! Well, Nick Fury! Uh sometimes my accent sounds French, but sometimes I am German. And sometimes I am something else.
1: <laughs> I am a viper. <laughs> I'm coming for my father. And you what
0: And they're like yeah that's uh that's von strucker's daughter he's like oh he's got a daughter oh yeah he's also got a son who is terrifying look at this picture of him in the background
1: <laughs> wide-eyed just like looks like a traditional terror, like just scary Yeah, scary terrifying thing, fellow
0: yeah unlike that cartoon woman i just saw <laughs> that woman might have been bugs bunny in a dress i don't know she was a goddamn cartoon
1: But they need Nick's help to stop her because they've got history with the Von Struckers and they've stolen Dad's body and apparently there was a virus that Hydra tried to unleash on the world to gain power over it, that it was called, like, was it the Death Face Virus or something? Death,
0: Death's Head Virus.
1: Death's Head, and it's called the Death's Head Virus because it greatly distorts your face as you're dying from it. Like, it's just, it will disfigure you.
0: There was also a comic book called Death's Head that was like a, like a weird cyborg or something. And Interesting. I didn't, I couldn't figure out how that was, I, I don't, may, maybe just a coincidence, I don't know. Could be. Like, I'm, who knows?
1: They could have just used the name. Like, oh, there's this is something else we could just throw in.
0: I, try, I tried to do some Googling, couldn't
1: figure it out. So they got rid of this virus, they destroyed it, but there's a slight chance that they could reconstruct the virus with the help of the geneticist that made it, who just who got out of prison not too long ago. None of these people are killed. Good, because, you know,
0: yeah, that's wrong. A, but and it's Armenzola. Yeah, um, whom sadly is not in a TV because uh, he's that like villain that's like basically like his head is like a, a he's like a it's like a TV oh because um, he like digitized like his mind or something interesting um, yeah and I think he's also in the the first Captain America movie um, as a oh. human
1: interesting I'll have to go uh, I, there's they, so they, many Marvel they, they movies really, I want to go back and watch but yeah
0: they're really digging deep which is I, again impressive for the time it's 1998
1: like <laughs> oh yeah I like.
0: Like, we're ten years before Iron Man.
1: Damn. And when you put that timestamp on it, it is almost amazing that they're doing this to this level. We're like a
0: year before the first shitty X-Men movie.
1: We're before Um, late, I think. Wow. Yeah. So they realize that they've got to find this doctor, like this um, virus maker, before the Von Struckers do. Because they can use Dad's corpse to re-engineer this virus, and then they can use it as a terrorist weapon. So that guy's being held in Germany. I think the German Interpol uh, agents have him. So they have to go rendezvous with them and find this guy.
0: Um, Meanwhile, we get a scene in Hydra Headquarters
1: dad is in some sort he's still in kind of system animation thawing out just in like in a vessel in the middle of the room his son has his cheek up against the glass just creepily just waiting for dad his daughter is in like a, a black veil and like in some sort of dress uh, all of
0: her costumes are insane too like Again, just the the fact her costumes are so over the top, again, leads me to say it's not all her fault. (laughs) Like, they are making her into this fucking cartoon, but she's still very bad. Uh, But yeah, we get get to... uh, But her outfit is also... It's a terrible dress that does not fit her well. It looks bad. Very true. And it's got the... And she's wearing a robe on
1: top of it. Um, That she requires the ghoulish, like, I guess, HYDRA agents? Are they undead? What are they?
0: I, I mean, they look like, like they look like old-timey men in black like is what they look like because they're like just guys in suits but they're like like super pale like white like bald with like dark black glasses it's like it's like how the men in black were originally described when that before that became something else
1: their their flesh is like an off blue or something like it's weird
0: yeah they're super super pale it's very yeah they're very vampiric
1: but they are here to serve so when she takes off this ridiculous blue cloak that she's had on just i guess she wears it when she's trying to talk to her father or whatever glass um, case he's in. But she just puts her arms out and they take her clothes. Like, they just say, all right, let's take the robe. It's time for us to go do this. Weird characters. And I love it even more that later one of them has an affinity for, like, throwing a ball against a wall and just any little thing he can have of enjoyment. I don't know what
0: he's throwing because it doesn't sound like a ball.
1: (laughs) Whatever it is he's throwing. It's just it gives them a little bit more character. Is that what a is baseball it, sounds like? Is that a ball and paddle sitch? Like, what's going on? Maybe that's why it annoys her brother so much, because he's adding clicks and to the ball throwing I, to make it like, sound like something else, and it's, it's just like, like dude. It, it, I,
0: I swear, like, I think the foley for that, and I, we'll get there, but that foley for that scene is just somebody making mouth sounds. <laughs> It's insane. Um, but yeah, so they've got, they've got like the TVs, <laughs> they've got basically a big Skype call going.
1: Oh yeah. Osaka, Prague, London. Well, I, I guess Cairo. It's, it's this is so where all
0: goofy the... looking. Like they've got these big like steampunk machines with TVs on the top. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. And I know, you know, we're doing what we can,
1: but... It is vertical video. Like it's inverted true. TVs. And um, yeah, I mean, there you go. It's, it feels like a Skype call and or a FaceTime, and she's talking to all these former Hydra leaders, she's like, look, back in the day when you were with my dad, you guys were awesome, now you're just kinda lame, So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna show you who's boss. I'm the new boss now. Dad'll be back soon. I'm gonna take one of you leaders from London, uh, the other Hydra guy. You thought he was untouchable and awesome. We got him here with a sack over his head. Let me pull out my four barrel handgun, which is interesting, and shoot him. And by him.
0: the not only is she gonna shoot him though, but she has him like tied to a chair directly in front of her father's fucking yeah. cryogenic like coffin, glass coffin, and she shoots at like. Ha- Like, she's lucky she didn't fucking shoot her father because he's in the line of fire. You know this.
1: I know this, Brad.
0: She's also having, like, an orgasm while she's shooting. It is—she is so over the top
1: in between each one. Like, she's like, (gasps) in between the shots. And I guess she shoots four because it's a four-barreled gun. I don't remember, there was a gun concept back in the early 90s that, like, you would shoot the bullets through electric charge as opposed to, like, traditional fire. Like, it would be electrical current that shot it. And it was four-barreled like this. And the concept was you could put, like, a whole bunch of bullets in the barrel and because of the way it shot, you would just shoot them out and there would be no, like, there there wouldn't be that much recoil and stuff. And I'm like, is this that? And they're trying to bring in that kind of, like, weird tech thing randomly i don't fucking know but it's weird she's got a giant ring on her hand
0: she's terrible
1: yeah she's the worst um so they're gonna use obviously they're gonna get the virus from their dad and the first thing they're gonna do is bomb manhattan and show the world who's boss fear hydra we will um death face virus your entire islands
0: Oh my gosh, she also does this terrible joke like uh, we should test it out first on that that little that little island uh, off the coast of New York. and her brother, who's acting says uh, which which island is that it's Manhattan
1: <laughs> <laughs> She walks away with him just cackling. It's Can you like imagine what it's like to be her brother.
0: Like <laughs> these two pe- these two actors are in different
1: films. <laughs> like,
0: uh, like, they are in
1: completely different films. Talk about a Marvel multiverse. Yeah. We, we go to Berlin where they're going to meet the Interpol agent and Val and Nick, this is where we get the little glimpse into the, like the, the history that Clay, Val and Nick had together.
0: They're, they're covert in that Camry.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. And they're getting, they're, they're getting back to basics And before things can get too much, before they can give us too much of their past, there's a sound and they run over and one of those weird ghouly agents of Hydra is outside of some building in Berlin and he gets killed by someone. And suddenly there's an exchange of words, Brad. Do you know what this is? No. Oh, so I I don't have it down because it is something around like truth and beauty. It's like I I was laid into tomb because I died for beauty and I was kind of taken aback because uh, the person adjoining me died for truth. It's weird, but it's David knows it and this girl knows it and she comes out. Do we do we know her name or do you remember her name?
0: Um, Gail Runciter.
1: So Gail comes down, and she's the Interpol agent that's supposed to uh, help them. The reason they need Interpol is they just want
0: to... Sorry, to John Keats' uh, uh,
1: poem. So they do this back and forth. She steps out from the shadows like, oh, we got the, the command protocols right. And they see her, and there's a beat. And suddenly Nick Fury just says, apropos of nothing, Beauty is truth, and truth is beauty. That's all ye on this earth know, and all ye need know. And there's another beat where Val and Gale look at him like, "What?" And Gale says, "Is that part of the recognition code?" Nope. <laughs> Just felt like saying it. <laughs> what? I love. So we find out. Long story short, here, Gale is actually Viper in disguise. Yeah.
0: Now they have captured Gale, and they, it's a it's a different actress. Yeah. But. When I watched this the first time, I thought it was the same cuz there's just it's a tall oh, yeah. blonde lady that looks very similar. And like clearly it's it's supposed to be Viper in disguise and later she takes off the disguise and we see that it's actually Viper. I just thought it was Viper like from the get I mean get-go, how would they yeah. Cuz like they look close enough that like I don't know and I was like, yeah, and it's and obviously it's going to be Viper in disguise, yeah. but I didn't realize it was a different actress. <laughs> so Sorry, sorry, uh, uh, Stelina Rusich.
1: Just imagining the who's character known, of Viper who's name, having who's to known tone it for down. Monk,
0: who's known for Monk, Terminal oh. City, Unforgettable, and Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah!
1: She- uh, So they, they- they go through the subway tunnel to some, like, cloaked-out false wall thing running from HYDRA agents. There's a lot of comic booky dialogue, and they go to find the virus guy, and he's like, you're holding me here illegally, you can't do this. They're like, motherfucker, we know about you trying to work with Hydra to get the virus back. They bring in their mind reader, uh, I'm sorry, ESPR. and she comes up behind him, and she mind melds with him like Spock would, and... She is taken aback by the horrors inside this guy's head. Like just, just a nightmare situation.
0: It's, it's real great.
1: Someone set a trap for her. An ESRP or, or trap.
0: I, like we're just seeing like like the atomic bomb explosion. We're just seeing a bunch of stock scary stock footage. It's like, oh god, this is what's in Armanzola's head. Just fucking destruction.
1: <laughs> now he's a super old man and he's in a wheelchair and it's not clear whether they can also know what she's accessing in their minds, which I guess you don't have to because it's a comic book movie. But it's almost like the way that he's acting to this with his eyes wide, it's almost like he's putting these thoughts in her head like, Yeah! yeah. Take look. <laughs> That's right! This is in my head!
0: <laughs> Great. Like, I, I love the... Like, just the idea of like, of, like, okay, you're a psychic and you just put your hands on somebody's head and you see what they're thinking and you just see, like, fucking nuclear explosions... <laughs> Like, it's like,
1: it's the it's the scene from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory where they're like going through that weird boat scene where they yes. see disturbing stuff on the wall. It's that.
0: Like it's like most people. It's like oh man, what am I gonna have for dinner tonight? Oh, I gotta I gotta make sure to walk the dog and I, oh, I, gotta, I gotta I gotta I gotta I need to go take care of that back step. I gotta I gotta go take. I, gotta, I need to mow the yard. It's like oh okay that's normal. And the other person's like oh did I remember to pay the electric bill? Better check on game. Okay. It's like I should I should call Cheryl. I haven't talked to her in a while. And these sort of like, nuclear explosion. <laughs> like
1: what? Death on massive scale, perverting the genetic codes (laughs) of viruses for my own will. There's a plane
0: crash in there, there's a nuclear explosion, and he's just like laughing like a (laughs) batman. (laughs) (sighs)
1: He's crazy. I fucking love it. So they wheel him off to get him away. She says, hey, I probed his mind, and yeah, they could easily re- reg- like get the virus from her dad if they had this guy. Because it would take him an hour or two. Like, he's like, guys, come on, that's kid stuff. And that's all our secret agent, our double agent needs to know. Not double agent, I guess uh, incognito agent Viper needs to know. Viper gets Nick alone. She's like, look, I think there's a spy among us, and I need to get you alone. He he turns, He turns comes around a corner, and she has... I, I don't. She's opened up her kind of... Uh, Trensco to reveal like a... a, a I think a kind of revealing dress. She's got like stocking leggings on and she's trying to seduce Nick Fury.
0: And he's like, um, yeah, okay, but like, this isn't a great time because like, we gotta like get like the, the Nazi scientist guy and like, you gotta go, we gotta protect
1: him right, right now. I don't really have time to fuck. Hasselhoff plays it confused. Like, wait, what? But not like, not disinterested, more like, eh, like, it's like, look. And he says that, like, look, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. So let's <laughs> just, just slow down to heavy breathing postpone that for later you tell me there was a spy here who's the spy and then she says oh it's fucking me shocks him to the temple uses an aerosol can spray to like get yeah. rid, rid of her like uh false face
0: yeah she she sprays her fake face away which is when i realized oh it was a different actress didn't know she I, guess kisses makes, him. It, I guess it makes sense that like of course if it had been the same actress she wouldn't have been able to do a, a different
1: accent that's ridiculous <laughs> True. <laughs> um, she kisses Nick Fury and passes a poison along to him. Nick is unconscious. He comes back uh, to reality on a stretcher through the her- helicarrier. All shit's broken loose. They've got the professor guy, or the geneticist. They say, hey, we got this note. You're poisoned. We you run some schematics. And it was basically just a setup from Hydra to for us to give them exactly what they wanted. And then... Um, Nick Fury, mad at all this, says, Hydra has been jerking our chain six ways to Sunday. Now, it's important he says Sunday because he's trying to say Sunday because that's the thing, like, six ways to Sunday. But the way he says Sunday, almost like is he talking about an ice cream Sunday? I don't know. It's a weird delivery of the line. And I say that also because in a few minutes, he's going to also make a weird reference to food. And I don't know what's going on.
0: He makes a lot of weird reference to a lot of things, because, like, the lines
1: in this movie are really something. They put him half-naked into a blue glowing tube, then they're scanning him, and they're realizing, the only way to really get you well, because you're gonna die otherwise, this is a slow-working poison, is to get her DNA, because she must be immune to it because it was on her lips, and then we can reverse-engineer a cure for you, Nick, but we gotta get some something, her, her DNA. And while Nick is in here, they say, how are you feeling? And then he says this, I feel fine, Gabe. feel like a damn bratwurst in here. Could you get me out of here and get me some mustard? I just, I just, like, but... But the he, way he delivers it is amazing.
0: He, he, Hasselhoff loves these lines. Like, like he has the dumbest lines to say, but he has so much fun with it. And that's oh, yeah. again why I fucking have nothing but respect for David Hasselhoff. Because he's fine with saying, I feel like a damn broad worst here. Either get me out of here or get me some mustard. <laughs> like, he's a grown-ass man, and he says that on camera, and he's fine with it. And he
1: does it perfect. Like He, he does it the way you it. should do the line reading. He is a professional, even in Nick, uh, Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Love it. Um, I guess shortly after this, we realize that there is also a robot automaton of the main guy running S.H.I.E.L.D. And two of them are seen on the deck together. And it's
0: great. Because, yeah, he, com- he comes walking up and, like, Nick Fury pulls his gun. And, like, that guy ducks. And Fury, of course, shoots at the, the second one mm-hmm. um, that wasn't yelling at him. Um, and then the other Smithers, um, basically, he's a robot, obviously, and so he just, like, turns around, and then he opens his mouth and a projector shoots out. This is wild and such a weird choice.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, there was, there was a creature outside of our window It scared oh. the cats.
0: Uh, this is such a wild choice like i i don't like again they spent some money on this too because it is a weird and unnecessary effect because they, they basically sent a robot that looks like the director of shield just to come in and broadcast a fucking message from andrea our viper and she's like hey everybody just so you motherfuckers know um you're either gonna give us uh, 10 billion dollars are like we're gonna like shoot this virus in new york city
1: the projection is 3d and it is floating and rotating in the air just so that anyone around can ju- everyone knows what's going on no one feels left out or uh, <laughs> excluded from this terrorist threat she's meeting you at eye level wherever you're at in the room and i respect that like that that's proper to me execution from uh, hydra on this kind of
0: it's great um it, like, I, I would like all messages to be sent via look-alike robot projector system in the future.
1: Now, I know they want to get paid, but seriously, why not like sneak a bomb on this thing to cause more damage? Like, that seems to make more sense, yeah. right?
0: Absolutely. I mean, it seems like maybe maybe it was going well because it kind of self-destructs at the end of the message. Yeah, it just kind of so melts down. Maybe it was supposed to be a bomb, but it just fucking <laughs> didn't work. No, it's very weird. It like it's it is such a weird idea.
1: And they just listened to it. Why not? Yeah. So now they know what the plan is, and they've basically got to split up. They're gonna. Some of them are gonna have to go for Hydra wherever they are, and some of them are gonna have to go to. New York and try to see if they can find a vehicle that's going to be able to transport this because no dummies they're not going to fly it in they would get shot down immediately you can't put all that kind of the way it needs to be cryogenically frozen the way the virus transfers you're going to need to do it on land so they're going to have to find a way to bring this in on like a a tractor trailer or some sort of uh, other truck they use a garbage truck like a garbage truck I also love the scene where they're talking about how horrible this virus is and how it's it makes Ebola look like the chicken like, uh, like a common cold or something, like the sniffles. Yeah. Really, really hits different mm-hmm. in uh, these crazy pandemic times, but it's what it is. Yeah. They're able to pinpoint Hydra HQ by the parts on the machine that disintegrated. Its CPU has a serial number that can only really be in a certain region, and via parts supplying, they're able to kind of triangulate where it might be. Sure. (laughs) Sure, movie. I mean, why not?
0: Sure. I mean, this is the point where we're just in action movie territory, where I'm like, I don't really know what's happening, but okay.
1: We can't forget that the actual Gale is wheeled in because they found her and they had given her this death virus so that they will know, I guess, what's coming for them. Like, Hydra's actually doing a pretty good job on the execution of letting them know what is going on and how to be afraid. We see her in the throes of this virus. She's disfigured. She she sees Nick's fear and just starts screaming at him. Her tongue is like a different color. Well done, guys. (laughs) This is really good. Oh, yeah. People in hazmat suits. So, Nick pierce and kate to the
0: president at one point and the fucking director guy makes a fucking ass out of himself oh yeah yeah yeah
1: so because they're basically talking about their plan and the dude doesn't know what he's doing smothers or smithers whatever his name is and the president basically is like all right it seems like nick's in charge now or these other people it's cool You, you guys let me know what's up so yeah the plan is nick kate and um, Pierce, they're gonna kind of sneak off on their own, because this is not sanctioned, to go find Hydra HQ. While while Val and some of the other S.H.I.E.L.D. agents go to New York to try to find the virus. They both succeed.
0: But, like, the fucking, like... Smithers was like, no, Nick Fury, you can't you can't go try to find Hydra. You're you're sick and dying of that virus, so you're not well enough, so I'm not gonna allow it. And he's like, nah, fuck you, I'm going. But like, nothing really comes of that. It's not like, it's not like they have to sneak off. It's not like they have to steal a plane. They just go. Like, like, no one, like, I just love that like, everyone just ignores, like, the fucking director. It's like, nah, no, sorry, Smithers, we're gonna do our own thing.
1: We don't, we're not take orders kinds of people. We don't like, just one, follow orders. We do what we feel is Right.
0: We see them on the jet at one point, and like, he's like, and this is in the trailer too, which man that trailer is something. And he, he, like, one of his worst lines is like, You get back here, you comic book cowboy! (laughs)
1: <laughs> and
0: I'm like, Ooh, that one. That was a real bad one. Is it one.
1: Cowboy? I thought it was comic book coward. Cowboy makes more sense. Yeah, it's comic book cowboy. Um, because he's screaming at him. Because this is when he, he, they, like I said, Nick, Kate, and Pierce go off on their own against orders to go to Hydra HQ. And while they're going there, he, that guy, uh, Smithers, um, contacts them and is like, "Guys, turn around right now!" And then Pierce and both Kate are saying like, "Uh, sorry, there, dude. You're breaking up." I can't quite hear you. And he's like, what? And then Nick, I have this written down too. Uh, Nick says, no takers, Pierce. Uh, Like, what's his name? I have here his name is Pincer. That's what we've been saying.
0: Oh,
1: uh, Smithers? Um Yeah, well I'll just say Smithers. No take your Smithers. Catch you on the rebound and that's when he yells the yeah, yeah, comic book. Cowboy. Jack. Um and then Nick says, after they cut him off, appreciate the vote of confidence, people. Expect something a little extra in your Christmas stockings this year. <laughs> What? To wear pants? There's nothing that sets this at Christmas at all.
0: No. And then, well, then Pierce is like, if we even lived on Christmas, it's like, all right, hat on a hat on a hat on a hat. Please stop this dialogue. Stop talking.
1: Kate laughs. It's like, guys, just come on. The syrup cannot be thicker. There's still 40 minutes in this, though it goes really quickly. Yeah, at this point, say. it
0: all just kind of like, yeah, we're just kind of cutting back and forth and a lot of shit's happening. They're infiltrating the uh, Hydra Baywatch Nights warehouse.
1: Yeah. Um, they get so far, and Pierce kind of makes a fool of himself, he tries to show some of his cadet training, and he doesn't kill someone, Nick has to go kill him, and then they get captured, they're, um, they're told the evil plan of what's going on, there's nothing that they can stop it, and then they, um...
0: They're told the evil plan, but this time, uh, Viper, she is dressed like a vampire? (laughs) Like... Oh, yeah. This, I mean...
1: She's living her life, man, come on. She... Yeah, she is very vamp- vampire-like. She because she's got like the red kind of. um, I, It looks like a vampire cape. It's black yeah. with like a red giant red collar. That's imagine a vampire. This is what she's wearing.
0: It's like a it's like a like a black like corset or bustier situation. But then yeah, with like a red vampire cape thing. <laughs> And, like, I, I guess, like, I, 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 so are those
1: pants? Is that what, what was that what we're doing? She wears it a lot better than the other dress she had at oh, the beginning. Yeah, like, it looks, this is a better look for her. Yeah,
0: it looks great. But she looks, she looks like she went to the fucking Spirit Halloween store and bought the sexy vampire lady
1: outfits. Oh, yeah so they, they basically she says look take everything from them I want you to uh, like basically strip search them and make sure you, you have all their weapons everything they got on them oh, which, uh, really which
0: make, sorry no I, that just makes me want to quote the Nick Fury line um, because this is when he's telling Gabe that he's going to be he's going to go get her and get that so he can get the uh, cure to the, the virus Gabe I do not intend to spend the last few hours of my life on this planet in the helicarrier bay I'll get that vampire's blood if I have to suck it from her neck
1: Telegraphing that she will be dressed like a vampire. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Also, I don't think that's how vampires work. You don't suck blood from their neck. That's...
1: (laughs) Huh, Nick. You are an odd fellow.
0: Weird. But good call. She's a
1: vampire. She... Walks up to Nick, unintimidated by him. He's just line after line, just like, you're not gonna win. I just what and she does the one thing, I guess, to humiliate him and check every place, is so she lifts his eye patch. And then Hasselhoff closed both of his eyes, makes sense. And he's like, Oh, I guess I I I guess I goofed, I don't have one eye. And she says, Oh look, on your little patch, there's a little tiny lock picking mechanism. Hmm.
0: And she says you electric lock. Me. Oh, an electric lock pick. And I'm like, wait, um
1: <laughs> nah, that doesn't make sense.
0: how do you know what that is? because that's just, like, a metal thing. Like, what... Like, what is this technology, this electric lockpick?
1: It could be one of those newfangled SD cards. Like, come on. We have no... You have yeah. no idea what the fuck that is. No, that's, it's like they take piece. it from him, but they don't... No, what, it,
0: what, it, what that looks like is one of the stickers that they used to sell. from <laughs> put on the back of your cell phone to get a better antenna that didn't do anything.
1: Not at all. Not at all. She, she takes it. She's bored by him. Take him to the brig. They go to the brig. Um... She, David Hasselhoff, it's really cold in this place and they don't have any other jackets on anymore. Kate and uh, Pierce are freezing, but Nick's got a high temperature now because that's like the phase of this. And he's like, guys, she made a mistake. I might, my temperature may be 103, but in this cold weather, I'm like normal. Okay, Nick, I guess, that's, I don't know if that's how that works, but...
0: I mean, so I guess, sh- uh, look on the bright side, but, uh, that's not good.
1: So he has a backup plan. The place they didn't look is in his eye socket, and he pops out a fake eye that is an explosive device. He pops it on the wall, he looks at, uh, Pierce and Kate and says, Take cover? They run to go take cover, and this is the kind of guy Nick Fury is. They take cover against the wall, terrified. He puts himself behind them between the explosion and him. And that's I I don't know why it got me a little bit. <laughs> I that, was like awesome.
0: That that joke where he's like where he holds her, he's like take cover. Um, that is such like a fucking Hasselhoff joke. Like I, that was I I completely believe that was his his improvisation. Like that was all him because that's a goofy Hasselhoff joke right there
1: it explodes they're now back they're going to they're going to they're going to take this hydra base on the on the dl at some point during this nick tells pierce cuz he's like pierce is beside himself like i should have seen this coming i should have i i should be i'm going to i'm going to basically give up when we get back i i'm going to basically what 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 is the word i'm trying to think of he's going to resign resign when he gets back and nick says shut up dude you you're all you're all huff and puff come on look you have what it takes to be a good agent one day maybe you're a little bit too, too too, like, pencil pusher kind of guy right now, but look. You can do this. Pencil pusher's not the word I'm looking for. You're too much I guess cadet, but you got what it takes, and this like, makes this guy's day.
0: Little does Nick Fury realize that in just a few years, uh, when he turns into Robert Redford, he's actually gonna be Secret Hydra, and he's gonna fucking (gasps) destroy everything.
1: Bum bum bum. That is crazy.
0: But by that time, Nick Fury's also gonna be black, so it's gonna be, like, a lot of shit happens between this movie and that Captain America movie. A lot. Wild. Wild.
1: So, they're able to get back into the main area of the Hydra base and there's a showdown. They're able to like stop the rest of the Hydra agents from getting in like they put down like a blast door. And now they have a blowtorch and the Hydra agents are trying to get in to Viper who's now fighting who she thinks is the real David Hasselhoff. And there was also a standoff with the scientist guy and David. Oh he my picks God. up David's gun. It's
0: <laughs> so good. Like Armonzola gets gets Hasselhoff's gun and fucking <laughs> like like electrocutes <laughs> himself and shoots his wheelchair out of the movie it's <laughs> so good it's like, like this, he... and it's this and like like they like old man armenzola like he looks like so decrepit he looks like he's 90 and you just see this fucking man electrocute himself and fly out of this fucking movie and it is
1: glorious <laughs> is there like a pre like is there like a precipice like does he fall into a hole he falls off a platform for sure, but ah! As he's like the wheelchair's flying back, and he just disappears.
0: Yeah, he's just gone. Goodbye. Gone, turned to dust, like gone. <laughs> I just I wanted to pull back, and it'll be like that scene, like in the uh, in the, like the um the first Batman movie <laughs> with the joy buzzer, and it's just like a fucking chattering skeleton.
1: <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> These Q gadgets are on point. Thanks, Seriously. thanks, Gabe. Um, yeah. So David Hasselhoff. And Viper fight. She thinks she she kills him. Like, it's actually a pretty nice little combat area. And she gets the best of him, and she shoots him with her 4 barrel gun. And she's excited. She's like... And she starts gloating over his dead body. And then David Hasselhoff, alive, behind her says, Hey, guess what, dummy? You killed that life-model decoy. <laughs> dummy. Your dad's a popsicle. Get it? Popsicle. And even she can't stomach this uh, kind of, like, that, cheesy... That,
0: the, the popsicle line, like, that is truly... Like, it is. It is bad. It is so bad. You know, he's even uglier than
1: I remember. Your frozen pop sickle. Get it, Andrea? Pop sickle? You know, that's the problem with the Third Reich. No sense of humor.
0: Is that the problem with the Third Reich? Is that the problem, Nick Fury? Is that the problem with the Third Reich?
1: I mean. Listen no, to humor?
0: Listen think- to no, humor? That's the problem with the third Reich?
1: She it's is t- thinking I was gonna say she's thinking this. She doesn't say it, but she should call Nick out, because really.
0: <laughs> I mean, first of all, fourth Reich, technically. Uh yeah. but also, it was a bad joke. Bad joke. Not good. So um I- Oh, also, um, also at the same time, Lisa Renna, and she's the other team, and they're gonna take, they gotta take out these other guys at the place where the actual virus missile is. Um, this is where we get the hi- the one fucking Hydra guy throwing the ball that's making not ball sounds. <laughs> Yeah. And like at one point like she throws a grenade and he picks it up and blows up.
1: Um, That's how they they start the operation to I guess control this compound. Because yeah. they, they have the Hydra compound. They're coming through the door, but it's fine.
0: It's it's wild. And yeah, they're just they're just like fighting all these fucking men in black monsters and it is very weird it um, is pretty when, Go ahead. So i just want to say um my my favorite line that is so bad in this is lisa renna um when she she takes somebody out and is it or is it when she takes out the the other the strucker brother
1: she, like a badass, shoots this guy in the head from a, like a pretty fair distance. Because he's about to launch it anyway. He's like, I'm going to go ahead and launch it. You guys are too late. And she's just like, I'm going to cap you in the head, man. He's like, you don't have that kind of aim. Cap, cap, gone. <laughs> Fucking headshots this dude. And I think that's when she says what you're about to say, I think.
0: And it's so, like, this line is so long. It's too long. Head nurse to surgeon. Operation over. Patient sedated. Okay, you can't, like, that's, it's too long. Oh, also, also, my other favorite thing she does. And Lisa Rinna's, she she's fine in this. She's she's pretty yeah. good. But there, there's earlier when she's, when they're first infiltrating, she's whispering on the comms and Lisa Renner doesn't know how to whisper. Like she's doing this weird, like stage whisper that's like, hey, we're here. No. Chief Surgeon, the head nurse. We got
3: to go. Start preparing your stations. Weren't we coordinating our incision with the other surgical team? Shouldn't we wait?
0: Just because Nick's out of touch doesn't mean he's out of the game, Timothy. I, and I'm like, what are you doing? It's, you, you can really, you can, it's a movie. Like, they're filming you. They've got a microphone. You can just actually whisper, but she's doing this. Hey, no, no one can see us. We're doing the operation right now. It's But it's a very loud, breathy whisper, but... But you're being biked, so you don't need to talk this. Everyone can hear you. It's so (laughs) it's so weird. I'm gonna have to play the audio for that, because it is weird. Like that's not how anyone has ever whispered in
1: reality. (laughs) They're in the rafters and they're about to descend upon this garbage truck gang. We're- We're in the
0: rafters. Hey. Hey, hey, Dugan, we're in the rafters, we're about to attack them. Oh, wait, I think they heard me. Oh, crap, I better be extra quiet. Um, you, don't, stop making your voice loud and gravelly. What do you mean? I'm whispering.
1: <laughs> I am the head surgeon. What? That's I mean, uh, something I'm working on, maybe a chief head surgeon, that's what I should yeah, go in uh, with. Yeah, uh.
0: Head nurse to surgeon to first year surgeon. That's really uh, just getting their lay of the land, but but needs the information that I'm about to get. Could you just get on with it? Yo, sorry. I just wanted to report operation successful. That, okay, thanks. I got no. I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. Uh, patient sedated, unlikely to wake up until after the operation, which I just said was successful. Um, patient patient still sedated. Will probably wake up in three to four hours is once uh, sedatives wear off. Uh, I'll check in on them later.
1: <laughs> Ten minutes later, in the middle of all the dialogue of we need to shut this down, he actually <laughs> did not have the control to turn this thing on. It was always the sister remotely because she didn't trust her brother. In the middle of that, I need the key codes. Also, time of death. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Time of death. God damn it! Vow, shut yeah. up. I'm, I'm still doing my bed. You... I'm still doing my bed Is it a six or a nine? <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, they've got to get the key codes to shut this thing
1: down. So oh, yeah. uh,
0: let's get let's get our esper, our, our espier,
1: Brad, espier.
0: Uh, we got to get her to, psych, to psychic out the codes.
1: She gets it from Viper, and there, like I said, there's some, cont- there's some. Is it a six or a nine at the end? And it's up to David Hasselhoff. He has to tell them quickly because it's a. They're about to. They're about to 9/11. The. Uh, uh yeah, New York, Manhattan. Do we get the World Trade Centers in the oh, yeah. shot? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, they're shooting this virus right, right at the Twin Towers.
1: Something else that really just timestamps this movie is nothing like the New York skyline with oh, yeah. the two towers. Um,
0: um so- which, sorry, sorry. Sli- I know, I know, we we're running short on time, but slight diversion. I just okay. found out that there, um, there was a, a Muppet uh, TV uh, Christmas movie, like in like 2002, uh, Muppet Letters to Santa. Yeah. And now in in that, there's a point where Kermit, they do like a, it's it's a wonderful life situation where Kermit finds out, you know, what if he had never existed? You see, you know, all the other Muppet characters and they're like, um, you see them like, and you're like, they're in New York and like Miss Piggy's like not, you know, everybody's doing poorly without Kermit, obviously. But the Twin Towers are still standing.
1: No fucking (laughs) way. So,
0: so, um, and this was in 2002. (gasps) So, um, hey guys, um, what did Kermit (gasps) do with (laughs) 9-11?
1: Holy shit
0: 9-11 was an inside Kermit the Frog job
1: The Muppets the whole time
0: I mean I love Kermit the Frog But like he did 9-11 So I mean
1: I mean that's canon That's part of the Muppet I mean this is a real Muppet movie
0: I know it's not easy being green But like there is no excuse For the bombing of, of the
1: Twin Towers Kermit that does raise a lot of fucking questions. Yeah. we may have to watch that uh, in Christmas in July or next Christmas just to yeah, get to I, the bottom of it. I just
0: found out about that last week, and it it shakes me to my core. Like, they didn't – change. it was 2002, and they didn't change it.
1: Like, why wouldn't you change it? Because I
0: think they had, like, stock footage of, like, New York with the Twin Towers, and they just didn't get other st- – they didn't use other footage. Like, they just left the Twin Towers, and they're like, ah –
1: who cares? Surely it wasn't filmed and like edited and then put on a shelf for a year or two. That would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, it had to be. They just used stock footage. I
0: mean, because it, it was. It came out in Christmas of two thousand and two. So seemingly they would have been making that. You know, no excuse. In summer, like spring or summer, like.
1: That's weird.
0: Like definitely, they definitely knew about nine eleven by then. Like, you think you just like use any other footage, but uh, I don't. Know. I gotta go back and check that out because that's amazing. But yeah, so Kermit the Frog did nine eleven. Uh, back to Nick Fury.
1: So they win. <laughs> And uh, Hydra loses. is a big defeat for Hydra. Uh, Viper thinks that they're going to win. It's like, look, Nick, you may have stopped the people in New York, but my guys are about to go through that blast door. And Nick says, uh, the Helicarrier is over uh, Viper HQ. I mean, uh, Hydra HQ. And then they look up, and yeah, uh, the shield descends upon... This place. And pretty soon they have the compound under um under their control. However, Viper is able to run over, start another countdown, and then es- escape with her dad and his cryogenically frozen thing through the earth. Yeah. Um underground. Just like, whoop, like a little tube system. Whoop, and she goes down. And apparently they they've her. already
0: gotten her DNA off camera, so
1: Oh yeah. Uh it's probably the whole place is lousy with DNA. She left her cape. Probably she's worn that cape a lot. You can have some DNA on that. It's true. Her gun, maybe. Nick Fury speculates that she's gotta be halfway to China by now. They literally just went and that thing was going yeah, so slow you could've easily go in there. You could've, have
0: easily, you could've have there. easily stopped them. You could've, you could've just shot them both right, just shoot through the glass and like, you got them.
1: It's so weird. But that's, that's it. We kind of leave on that well, not when to leave on that, but that's like where it starts to wind down. Yeah. We go back. Nick is back, I guess. Yeah, he gets a cure. He gets the cure.
0: Um, fucking Smithers comes in and is like, I'm going to get you, Fury. As like, he's like, I'm going to put you, I'm going to write you up on charges. And he's like, oh yeah, um, do you get all the charges, including this one? And he punches him, knocks him right out. Ooh, he got him. Punched his boss. Cool.
1: Everyone's fine with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, everybody.
1: There was a really awesome, awkward, like, long stare of awkwardness with Gabe in Smithers at one point i just remember it being like gabe was putting him in his place with just like a, a death stare and smothers kind of like slithered off but nick then goes out to i guess an out like an outlook or a balcony on the helicarrier and val comes up and they have a little bit of a rec- he's like look when i almost died back there from this virus it made me think maybe i maybe i lost more than just my job when I left S.H.I.E.L.D. back then. She sees this as an apology. He's like, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, Clay's dead. So I guess things will be okay. She's like, you know what? We're going to make it through this. Welcome back to S.H.I.E.L.D. And then that's how it kind of ends. It sets it up for more adventures with S.H.I.E.L.D. With Pierce and Kate in the gang. Old Gabe giving them gadgets. Oh, yeah. That uh, ain't the end, though, Brad.
0: No. Uh, we cut to, and, uh, uh, Viper, um, wearing, like, a, like, a little sexy dress and, like, a little robe, um, and a veil... Like, she walks into the room and, oh, her unfrozen, gross father is alive. And they've got a very, uh, Trump Ivanka sort of thing going on.
1: Yeah, it's very weird.
0: Like, but I think it's more on her part. She's really caressing her father and it's, it's gross. I don't like it. And he looks like he just got unfrozen too. Like, that, ugh, he's, he's not looking great. But yeah, they're laughing and gonna do evil schemes or
1: something. Hydra's back. We're back. We're back. May take us a few years to recover, but we'll recover and that's the movie man that's, that's that's it
0: that's it that's nick fury agent of shield
1: who won and who lost Jeez, who won
0: who lost i did smithers lose i guess he got punched out
1: smithers loses because he's not gonna be that i mean even if this had yeah. gone to like the show eventually at end of season one nick would have been like back at as chief of shield yeah he made He's made to look a fool in front of the President of the United States, which, come on. Yeah. No one respects him. He straight up loses. And all it really took was Nick to come back and get it. Show everyone what a real leader's like. Yeah. Who won, though? I... Maybe, uh... Uh-huh. I think Viper could be in that mix. Her plans got thwarted, but her dad is back, which mm-hmm. is really good for her. And they'll have That's more true. plans. They got
0: her brother's dead though. Her 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 brother that could act got shot straight up in the head. That patient is dead.
1: She had no remorse for that. She was That's like of true. course he was yeah. going to die. Like you think I'm going to have my you have to understand my brother. I'm not going to give him control. He's just a pawn. Fuck him. So I think that was she got her brother killed for whatever reason she hated him. Like dad's back.
0: And they also made, they also make clear that it's it's Werner um von Strucker. So, because, like, in the comics, it's, like, Werner's, like, the little brother, and then she has a twin, and they have, like, a weird incest thing going on. Oh. So, uh, I guess they could still have incest brother in the show if, they, if this is kept going. Um, so as long as she's got, might have a brother out there. Um,
1: yeah, I think she could be the winner. Nick goes on a crazy adventure and he's back. He's no longer mining, but maybe he wanted to mine.
0: What about Pierce? He, he was like, he was on, a, this was his first mission and he saved
1: the world. What a doozy of a first mission, man. Yeah. With I think theory, Pierce wins. Pierce wins. He also won the respect of Nick after a while, which is all he wanted. So I think he's, he's coming true. in. So he wins. He wins. It's true. This.
0: And in a few years, he turns into Robert Redford.
1: Huh. Well, there you go. And then betrays S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of a bad guy. But you know, hey. Best dressed, worst dressed? David Hasselhoff is coming correct in every one of his Nick Fury outfits. Dude yeah. is badass, and honestly, as much as we've talked shit about Viper, and a lot of her costumes are ridiculous, some of them are good, and <laughs> some of them like yeah. she wears very well.
0: Oh yeah, she's an attractive lady. Um, I think her last her last is pretty good. I and the vampire one is actually pretty good. It's just ridiculous.
1: The it's, vampire one is actually kind of pretty cool. I
0: like the I can, I can go vampire. It is ridiculous, <laughs> but it is, it is a good outfit.
1: So to me, it's either Nick Fury in all leather, like just like black mm-hmm. badass. I am the Nick Fury of the. Comic comic books, or Viper in her uh, vampire attire.
0: You know what? I think this is the only time we... I think this is the only thing we can give her. Let's give it to Viper.
1: Let's give it to Viper. Worst dressed? Probably that intern.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the prom oh, intern. He's, He's in he... suits and I'm wearing a tuxedo shit. Is he deep undercover at the prom? <laughs> like, what is he... <laughs> Like, did, <laughs> does he? Is this like his first day in Shield, and he thought he was James Bond? Like, is he? What is he going to the to the rat table? Like, what's happening?
1: I thought this is what we wore. I'm sorry. It's just uh, the only frame of reference was James Bond. Classic intern mistake. I love it i think that's i think that's yeah uh, yeah, he loses straight up we're stressed any final thoughts about this brad i thought it was a fun ride thank you so much for sharing this with me friend it
0: was a it was a more of a i've had this like on my plex server for years and i've never actually watched it so i'm glad glad it finally happened
1: i'll go ahead and say it if you had to choose if you had to watch either this nick fury agents of shield or Tenet, go nick fury agents of shield much more of a fun movie definitely like have a couple of drinks and watch this movie it is a good time oh yeah it's it's fun it's funny and i think that's it ladies and gentlemen for episode 500 of ramjack it has been a pleasure Mm -hmm. to bring this show to you for 500 episodes over the course of 10 to 11 years and to be here with uh my good friend brad Mm -hmm. indeed this this podcast has gone through a lot man we've gone through a lot truth
0: it's a real party real party
1: I'm not mad, but I would like to hear your excuses for not sending us all the ideas in the world for episode five hundred. Yeah, and yeah. if you and that's cool, I get it. I get it. Some people just like to listen and not participate with other podcasts. I'm very much that person because I don't want to meddle. I I, I I just want something to be unadul- like uninfluenced by me and delivered to me. I get it. But at the wow. same time, That's tell us what's up. Nice you can go to the Facebook group. You can go to ramjackpodcast.com and then email us. You can also find old shows there. There's a, there's a YouTube channel we have if you want to get at us there. There's ways to contact us. So and many since ways. It's, look, if there's been 500 episodes. You might as well start now. Yeah.
0: And friends, uh, we just want to leave you on this episode 500 with a, a very deep, intellectual, Christopher Nolan-like quote. Um, from one of the greatest comic books and are songs by a daughter of Paul Hogan.
1: No idea. No idea what this song is. I, I need to go find it and listen to it. Because I got to hear the melody. I got to hear the actual song itself. It's It's a thing. It's a thing. I mean,
0: I, I, I would recommend you watch that uh, a video of the of the of the monkey eating the edible arrangement.
1: I will and, do all, uh, I'm gonna go watch that mo- that that video of the monkey eating the edible arrangement. Then I'm going to also watch some David Hasselhoff music videos because I just wanna I, I'm in a Hasselhoff mood now. Of course. If Swiss. there's time, I'll dip in to see what Hulk Hogan's daughter was doing in two thousand and nine with about us. If there's time. It's getting kinda hot. late. I'm actually, I might just go to bed. It's Maybe it's do the Hasselhoff stuff, the monkey first thing in the morning. Yeah, monkeys. Hasselhoff monkey's throughout great. the course of the day about us. I was that a book, a song? I don't remember if there's time.
0: Uh, Alex, I just got an email. There's some great deals on four day tickets to Universal Studios. If you're interested in, in uh uh doing something insanely stupid during a pandemic,
1: I am not interested. But thank you very much. You just you know, I mean, the Fast and the Furious
0: ride is waiting for you. So just saying, you go, you go get a butter beer and then go on Fast and the Furious.
1: I mean, if it was not pandemic times, I'd come down and go to Disney, obviously. You don't want to eat a Harry Potter ice cream and go on the Simpsons ride? If I'm going to spend time in Orlando, I think I'd go to Disney first and just do everything that there is to do there again and then go to the other parks just to figure it out. And if there's time, maybe I'll drop by Universal Studios. Maybe I'll look up that song. Was it by Hulk Hogan's Daughter? Or was it, what yes. was it, Gravedigger? I know it was Some Wrestler's Child, a song about us, maybe? I I was supposed yeah. to look it up after the podcast. I just did not get around to it. Weird. Super weird. Yeah happy 500 episode friend
0: happy 500 can't wait to see the next 500
1: (laughs) episode a thousand send us your ideas now (laughs)
0: yeah motherfuckers you slacked off this time around but wait but for episode 1000 um it's all on you because guys we're coasting for the next 500 we've worked so far now we're taking it easy why not and And for the next 500 we'll work really hard again yeah
1: it's it's a 500 cycle Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they ain't ready (laughs)
3: Ghost skies and galaxies reach far and wide. Look to the boy with stars shining in his eyes. Ah ha, ah ha. Ah, ah. Then I realize I'm thinking about a brand new smile. Crystal blue streams, he's running, catching fireflies. Living the dream, and I'm also so proud he's mine. Ah ha, ah ha. Ah, ah. Then I realize I'm thinking about a brand new smile. All the night sky was black From deep inside a smile was calling me And now there's no turning back Silvery moons, caravans and midnight rides Could hold such bliss till this new smile came. Now every day holds a promise while magic lights the nighttime sky. And I know, and I know, and I know it's all for the glow of a brand new smile. Look to the stars.